Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. This week's guest is Eamon O'Rourke. He and I did a film together that he directed last year. He also wrote it. And um, he's really fun to talk to. He's a cool guy, so I hope you enjoy it. He also did a pretty good Best Day, Worst Day. So if you want to check that out, that's at patreon.com slash walkingbackwards. Just uh, sign up for my Patreon, and you'll be able to hear all the Best Day, Worst Days. Um, it occurred to me the other day that I had never... I've talked about the iBaird, but I, I never really explained for the people who might not know what that is. Um, the iBaird, made by Walter Clausen is a drop-down for Pro Vest users. Um, basically, it, it just drops your socket block down to a place where some people are more comfortable with their arm. I know I am. I use the 4-inch. There's also a 2-inch for both the right and the left side, and the 2-inch clears up some issues that uh, they have with the with the hardware on the Pro Vest on the left side. You, you would have to move things for a 4-inch. The 2-inch you don't have to. So check that out. And uh, if you want to buy one, go to WalterClausen.com. And when you put it in your cart, just use the uh, promo code WALKING and you'll get a little discount. And speaking of Walter Clausen, on Saturday night, I went with Jen and Chris from Walter Clausen and Ron Baldwin was along with us. We went to the SOC Awards and uh, first of all, had a great time. They were great people to go with. We had a blast. We had lots of drinks. We had lots of fun. And we got to see Jeff Haley win uh, Operator of the Year for Joker. So congrats to Jeff. Uh, that was that was really cool. I think he deserved it. I thought his work on that was amazing. So, um, and those of you who were there heard how happy everybody was for him. So, and he and he gave one of the best speeches of the night. I have to say. Um, anyway, all right, that's it. If you want to follow me on uh, Instagram, it's the number one giant robot. All right, here's Eamon O'Rourke. Enjoy. Eamon O'Rourke in front of my face. <laughs> Again, well, you have been for the last half hour because we just did best day, worst day. But <laughs> but now I'm here for real. Now you're here for real. Yeah. Actually, maybe, hopefully we'll touch on a couple of those things again because you were talking about like like labor practices oh, for, I love for non-union people like mm -hmm. PAs and because mm -hmm. um, um, you've been... A bit of an advocate. Would you call yourself an advocate of, of, of helping those people? Absolutely. Because you were one of those people. I, well, that's, that is where I started. That is my introduction and the majority of my uh, career right? Career yeah. in film has been as a PA. Right. And, you know, and that is, yes, it's extraordinarily important. I think that people in that position are often drastically underappreciated and... Um, I think it's a huge problem. I think it's, you know, it's one of the the big issues in the industry overall. You, you know what we did when I was a PA? Um, we we were doing a Tide commercial in near Bro Brooksville, Florida, Brook something like that. Yeah. And, excuse me, <clears throat> and it was like five of the, I would say, best PAs in town. Mm -hmm. you know, we were all Orlando-based, but... Um, and we all knew that we had, like, we got called for all the jobs, mm -hmm. you know? And so we decided on that job. I don't know what brought, sorry, I'm a little burpy. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what brought it on, but we decided 
we were getting i'm trying to remember some people were paying us 151 some were paying us 175 and it was pushing more towards 175 a day that's great but we were like enough already they can afford an extra 25 we're going for 200 a day Please, and that's yes. going to be the thing you're working 14 hours minimum right so we started and they would do a double day once in a while sure. on those 16s or 18s they just double our days sure but that's part of why i was like wait they can afford to pay us an extra 20 you know they have yeah. they're, you know they spend more on coffee than they do on us definitely so like we wrote we were putting like tape across our chest and stuff it's yeah. like um 200 a day for PAs or something and yeah. on that job and all the G&E crew was like because they were all union yeah they're like yeah fuck yeah you guys deserve that totally and with the exception of one UPM in town mm. we we totally turned it like instantly for everyone yeah instantly yeah and just a little bit of talk and, and we all agreed the next time they call we're just going to say hey just so you know it's 200 a day now yeah and that's it you know yeah. we're not asking for a lot no, totally. 200 a day now. It's not 200 for 14. It's not 200 for 10. Yeah. It's just 200, 200 a day. day. Yeah. And um, and uh, to their credit, all except for one mm -hmm. who was stubborn and, to be honest, had been the most loyal hirer of me. He oh, hired yeah. me. He, he gave me my first my first PA job. Mm -hmm. And then he was the only holdout. But he paid us 175 Okay. And, um, you know, that's the thing. They all They have power, too. That's right. They all could have just said no. Right. No, totally. I mean, and that's and that's the thing that happens. The issue, one of the issues, because we're in a small enough market, small enough market, and also, like the film industry is something that's very, very, um, you know, it's very, it's grand, very grandiose. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people who want to be involved, and a lot of yeah, people yeah. know that. Okay, if you don't have any experience, you don't whatever, you can PA, and that's a way. Yeah. So the, one of the issues is that you can like, abuse desperate people. Exactly, because yeah. no, because if you say, "Look, I'm not working for less than 200 a day," they'll say, "Okay, well, there are 10,000 people in a line behind you who will work for free," and yeah. that's you know, you could we could do it for free if we really wanted to. We could just you know. Yeah, and the yeah. issue is that we're being nice by paying you right exactly which is bullshit because it's also it's total it's like, bullshit there's you you know if you work on enough sets you know that like a pa is not just a set of hands who happens to be there like you can be a good pa you can be a great pa you're not making widgets on a line exactly right it's it's actually like knowing how a set flow works yeah. being able to anticipate those things being able to understand well you were talking about uh, on best day worst day you were talking about um running you know you're running first team and stuff and yeah like dude you're dealing with top tier talent people yeah. making millions of dollars yeah. yeah like that's not an entry that's not an entry level job that's that's what they give to their like one of their best guys exactly or best people it's like they give them the fucking interact with them run base camp do this do exactly. that yeah like self-motivated you're on your own you know, you have to make you estimations ha about time. You have to speak to everybody and know right. what's going on. You right. Assess HMU, and when it's know done, that shit so that it's all, the people are going to show up at the time you actually need them. Exactly and right. And it's not like, oh, now they got to go through the works. It's like being I, able to, yeah. Yeah, and I saw your face, sorry, a quick aside no. on, uh, on on asking for it, the movie we just did together. Yeah. Um, when the AD or would say like, you're like, wait, they're, they're still in makeup? Or yeah. they're still in hair? And you'd be like, why? And he'd be like... <sighs> yeah, because so and so like, and yeah. it was always like because somebody fucked up. That's why. That's right. Yeah. Whether yeah. it was scheduling or somebody gave a bad estimate or somebody whatever somewhere along the line, right? And and a lot of times it can be a PA. It's not totally. always a PA. No, but it can definitely be a PA's fault. Totally. Um. But yeah. Anyway, well, sorry. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I mean, that's exactly right. And it's you know, 
it's also interesting to me how you know like uh so it, there are a lot of situations in which people are like people who are PAs who are getting paid as PAs who <laughs> that's their only connection are given an extraordinarily large amount of responsibility oh yeah um I had I worked so I, worked I used to in, drop film yeah well okay so this is the story that I was about to tell I, I don't know we may have talked about this on, we might on have set. have you heard of hijacking Hollywood the, okay so we, we were talking about, about this. you told I hadn't but you told me about this after I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. after the story that I was about but to go say. on talk, talk about it anyway because well I'm the only yeah. so okay so I was working on Wolf of Wall Street and um I was what the fuck was I doing you were a PA. Keying, I was a PA. You were a key PA. I was a, I was keying the second unit. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, and there was a day that we worked that was we were at an airport. We were doing airplane stuff, fake airplane and real airplane, and it was like it was a day that cost at least a million dollars. Right, right. Um, at the end of the day, a PA is given. The entire day's worth of film, told to drop it off. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're telling me that's what I need to do, then that's what I need to do. Um, I travel in the van, they're going to the thing. Which I don't get because why? It's normally transpo. It's transpo, or it's, you know, yeah. yeah. But on this on this show, they were giving it to a PA, huh? They were giving it to a PA. And I've seen that happen before. I've Like, I've been asked to drop film a bunch. I mean, I have too, but it was yeah. like commercials and stuff. No, but even I, like even on features, like, I've, I've done huh. those, and like, I have I have seen that actually happen quite I mean, the film break was amount. like a thing with transpo and, you know? Yeah. But, but they don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It, it, it's interesting because that is the case. But I like. I. I. I have definitely been on at least. Maybe a half it's because shows, so right? fewer movies are shooting film now. That I think it is. I think it's just like oh, you're just dropping the cards and like whatever. Anyone can do it. It's just right. But anyway, we're we're we stop off at uh, whatever the processing spot is. <laughs> this guy gets out of the van and he trips and he falls and the case breaks open and all of the film exposes. Right. And the whole day is done. It's gone. And okay, so I find that hard to believe because you know, <clears throat> if thousand foot rolls are like this big. Yeah. I mean, how ma- how many how much footage did you guys shoot that day? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. I don't. Because if you shot, I mean, your second unit. So it's hard to know. Like, well, we were mixed. It was mixed. I wasn't okay. actually. I wasn't working second unit that day. Okay. Okay. It was. Yeah. So this was kind of a first unit day. No, it was. It was a first. I was keying second unit and then just uh, bumping set over PA. to. Okay. I was set PA got on it. first, and got then it, when it. they would do second. That unit makes days, perfect sense. Okay. I would. I would be the key. Okay, but how does every can that's taped shut open? It may not have been all of them, but like they. It was enough that it was enough. They I mean, took like an insurance day. They they took an insurance day. Uh-huh. They reshot the whole thing. Right. Uh, yeah, they had assessed because there the are stories. There was like there's a story about a, a a guy on a movie, and I can't remember what movie that was like a two or three million dollar day, like a giant effects day where they're crashing shit and whatever. Yeah, and it all got left in a cab. Right, and I'm making quote air right, quotes right, right, right. Um, by the by the the producer's nephew who was taking the summer off to be a PA on a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So it sounds really plausible. Until you're like, until you hear this shit where, I mean, it's just like, well, that went wrong. The day was not good. So yeah. let's reshoot. Okay. How do right. we do how that? Do we... Right. Insurance fraud. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's the, the quick answer. Yeah. Exactly. I wish this had been that situation, but it was, it was, 
you know, I so know it really guy. wasn't that. It was not that. Okay, all right. Because then what happened? This is and this is sort of my point is that look what happened to that guy is what did they do to him? They were like they fired him, and then mm. they also put him on a do not hire list, and his ability to get work over the last seven or eight years has been significantly more difficult. You gotta that. be fucking kidding me! And it's like so they made calls getting... all around town and blackballed them. Exactly. Fucking bogus. Black, it's like this is this is that's a, a mistake, by yeah, the way. Exactly, and and it should and never way, have been in his hands. Right, you never this should is a have handed him. Day. Why are you going to give you somebody you're your, paying one hundred twenty five dollars? Right, you handed your your PA a million dollars at the end of the day. Yeah. What are you and fucking stupid? His, yeah, it's like if he's going to be doing that, if you're going to put a million dollars in his hands, then is it does it make sense to cut costs and like not pay that person enough? Right, not treat that person well. Right, you know, it's like you can have one or the other. You can either you know you can mess with people and whatever and like you pay the pay them really well and treat them well and so like right do you underpay your accountant exactly and then expect them to do, do everything good job. right you know and it's like it's like that's the thing with pa is just like they want the best but you know it's like yeah we're not gonna pay them they want everything for nothing to do more right than they should have to do yeah you know that's that's fucking bogus and it's a been a known thing for a very long time yeah. and also there was a whole intern thing that's a whole separate thing within hollywood mm-hmm. um yeah they, yeah with the agencies and everything with interns i mean mm-hmm. but that is a separate <laughs> but sure, yeah. um but no um that's the whole point of hijacking hollywood is like you get treated like shit for long enough yeah you're like fuck these people yeah and you just start stealing their million dollar days of course and holding them ransom of course like fuck you like, i know it yeah i know a dude whose name i will of course not mention but uh he used to he like had paid for a long time he got so Mad and burnt out, and then just got mad. And well, you have to move up. That's the thing. That's the thing. And sometimes you don't, and it's tough. Right. And he used to, on every show, he used to uh, steal or lose like ten walkie batteries, and then and a walkie or two every once in a while. But more so the batteries. It was just like every show. Take really? 10 batteries and then just like sell them off or do something else. You know, like he was just selling walkie just, batteries. Yeah, like selling walkie batteries and other sort of like disposable equipment. Things okay, because he was just like fuck these people. Right, like, and I'm they getting, can afford it. Fuck you, yeah, and I can not, make I can make what they should be paying me. Exactly. I mean, it's not right. But, no, no, no. But you not, understand. But you understand why? Of course. The, by mean, the way, there were there were there was a there was a ring. This is years ago. I think twenty five, thirty years ago. Mm. There was a ring of guys all camera people that had a multi-million dollar film stealing operation at really? Warner Brothers. Like stealing reels and shit. No, stealing um, uh, unshot film. So they had they had guys in the loading room uh-huh. and I knew one of those guys. Yeah. He's passed away now. Uh-huh. He, I think, is the only one. He either served the least time or he didn't serve any time. Oh, I think shit. he rolled over. But they had a couple oh, of people bad. in the loading room. Uh-huh. Because Warner Brothers used to have a loading room, so you didn't have a loader on your truck. You would your second would take the mags or Transpo or whoever would take the take mags the to mag. the loading room. They would load it with the stock that was supposed to be loaded, and then your mags would be sent back to you. Super oh, weird. Interesting. Yeah, when I worked on weird. the West Wing, it was that way. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it ended shortly thereafter. I think like yeah. like early to mid two thousands. Um, but so. So essentially, like they would have, whatever fifty thousand feet for the show or whatever it was, and like l- 
bits and pieces would disappear. Disappear, yeah. And that's an old thing. Like, people would shoot short films on short ends. Right, the short ends. The short ends trick, yeah. Right. But, like, there were people just stealing fresh cans. Damn. And then just going. There used to be two or three different short ends places Mm -hmm. where you could sell short ends. But they would buy fresh unsealed. Mm. But for a discount. Uh, Right, of course. Because they don't really know it's unsealed. Right. Um, But, like, they would just every week come in with 10,000 feet or whatever. Wow. You know, or whatever it is. And, like, a thousand foot roll. A film, I think, cost six, seven hundred dollars, and that was fifteen yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, exactly probably more right. now. It's way more now. Right. So they're giving you the discount. What are you getting? Four hundred. They're kind of onto you too. I mean, no, as a matter totally of fact, right. I used to know a guy who who was a buyer at one of the short ends places, and must and was like, oh, and he's like, this guy this? comes in every week. Right. What's he care? Yeah. Right. Because he's getting like fresh stock that of he course. can tell people this is fresh stock. Yeah. You know. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so they had a whole thing, but like millions of dollars, and they caught them, obviously. Yeah, because they all get caught. Yeah, but I think all of them, except for him, did like significant jail time. Really? Like in the years? Wow. And we're probably wow. like super blackballed from the business. I'm sure. The only yeah. reason I think he rolled over is because he was still in the business when I met him. Okay, so he he figured out some way to right. stick around, right? Yeah, and he yeah. was working on like a legit job. It yeah. wasn't like fucking, you know, it wasn't a Roger Corman thing, or right, right. Not that that's not legit, no, but you I know mean, what I, I mean. Love, like, yeah, shout out Roger Corman, yeah. <laughs> shout out. Um, but no, it wasn't like some super low budgy, you know, thing. It was a fucking kids show, actually. Oh, but, well, cool. um, yeah. are you done with your beer? Yes. Oh, well, why didn't you open another one? I don't know. Oh, I have the thing slow to slow to the punch. There we go. I was enjoying the story about stolen film. I'll take that. And thinking Take about that. all of the different ways in which people can uh, steal from movie sets. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing is you have like an economic asset where there's so much money being spent. Yeah, and like people, you know, it's hard for people to keep track of how all that money is getting spent, and you know, that's how movies end up going. You know, well, long jobs. And, yeah, I mean, you're you're on a TV show for nine months, right? Like, like they come. They tear everything out of the stages at the end. And they're like, yeah, right. we're missing 19 sandbags. Yeah. Um, four, you know, 14 number one clips. Like, right, right, you know right, what right. I mean? Yeah. It's just like all the little doodads and the, right. the, you know, they're not expendables, but like shit disappears, shit you know? Just, yeah, and, absolutely. And probably, yeah, pr- I guess a fair amount of it is snagged or yeah. stolen. Like, as a matter of fact, I ended up accidentally with a, with a, um, a sandbag. Um, that I was using on a stand of mine off mm-hmm. a job, and I think a grip threw it in my car. I did not put it in my car. Right. He thought it was mine. Yeah. And so I got an extra sandbag, and I'm yeah. like, whatever. I'm like, totally. Nobody cares. No. And they yeah. really don't. Yeah. They really don't. The, the grip will be like, yeah, it's 50 bucks for the sandbag, and production right. will stroke him a check. And, you know, um, but stealing shit, I've, I mean, no, you it's know, obviously that's know. not the. I get why people ideal, do this shit on low budge. Though. Of course, yes, and, you I know, get but it. it's not. You know, obviously that's not the the, the move. Um, but there is, you know, it's there's there's ju- there's a lot of mistreatment and there's a lot of you yeah. know money gets distributed in weird ways on a film set and not on our movie, not on our no money was distributed <laughs> on our movie. Yeah, no, everybody made nothing and. Which is uh, yet again just another uh, substantial reason why I'm so thankful and grateful for all uh, the people who who did our movie and and worked so hard because 
nobody was doing it for the money. Yeah. Nobody was. Uh... No, you know, I, I'm so happy I did it. And, you know, because, like, if I didn't like you, you wouldn't be fucking sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, I feel that. I and feel that. and, and I not, that it, that. not that it's some privilege or anything. But, no, but no. But, like, it I is. never would have it asked you if, if we didn't, like, connect, you yeah. know? And, and, um, and, and Leslie and, and everybody, we, we connected. And, yeah. like, you know, and a part of that was being on a low-budget thing. Totally. In a really small town. Yeah. So the crew is very small. Yeah. Compared to, like... You know, a lot of crews. Definitely. We literally had no transport department. No trans. There was zero. Zero. There was a the PA that they they, they had, called the transport coordinator. Yeah, they upgraded. Uh, upgraded. Paid him no more money. Skip. Skip got Skip upgraded. Skip was awesome. Skip got, was awesome. Upgraded. But he became a transport captain <laughs> after two days of uh, yeah of there being no transport I'll department. I'll tell you, I like Skip a lot, but his his um it was not good for Zeke. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> that is that is an easy a good way of putting it and uh, yeah it's not not good for Z. No, uh, no, but he's a very nice guy. Super nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, like I feel you. I mean, like you know, I felt like with our movie. I mean, I I find on all movie sets that like you end up with a little bit of you end up with a community feel and there's yeah. a little bit of a bubble and it's like you know for whatever for a month or two months whatever you're working with the same people it's really long hours it's really high stress high tension high stakes all the time yeah so everybody's you know everybody's tested everybody's put into you know a difficult situation and the only people you the only people who understand it are the other people working on the movie with you right. so like I always find that anytime that I was working on a feature I like you really end up building some kind of community. Even if you don't like anybody, you're still like the only people you can count on are the other people working. It's kind of like a trauma bond. Exactly. It's a trauma bond. And we had the thing that I felt about ours, our movie was like, so we had that as the baseline, which is like something that happens on every set. But we were in Guthrie, Oklahoma, which is a two street town, essentially. Um, you know, it's like it's a little bigger than that. It's I mean, the sure. there's a downtown. Well, pretty big, but I mean, the, shockingly like, big. What nine thousand people who live in Guthrie? I think uh, ten thousand five hundred. Ten thousand five hundred. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> according to the last census. Yeah, so it's more now. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, but or maybe less. I don't know. <laughs> it's different than working a job in New York, where okay, yes, you have the bubble, yeah, yeah. and then everyone still goes home yeah. and does their thing, and on the weekends, people are no, away you from don't each hang other. out together. You on don't the hang out. No. Whereas on this job, it every was like, night. If Every we could, single we went to the night, jungle. We went to the jungle. Yeah. Everyone was drinking beers with each other. Everyone was, pool. you know, playing pool and hanging out and Doing just like karaoke. Exactly. And right. it was on the weekends. There was nowhere to go. I mean, occasionally people would go to OKC for like a wild time, but like that was, you know, that didn't really. <laughs> the one party bus anything. night. Exactly. There was party bus night, and you had did you go like on that. that night? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got weird. <laughs> it was it was a weird night. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, I but, talked to Leslie a little bit about it. Yeah. It was, there was there were people on the bus that weren't supposed to be on the bus. There were people on the bus who weren't supposed to be on the bus. That's not why it was weird, though. That was not why it was weird. That was initially that almost created weirdness in the beginning, and then it moved on from that. And just people just said fuck it. Everyone, people just it was that was the halfway point. You know, that was that yeah, was yeah, our. Yeah. It was like we had just as much ahead of us as we did behind us. Everyone was feeling really good, but everyone also needed a break. Yeah, it was our long weekend. We did the work week shift. Yeah, of uh, Monday to Friday. Why to, was that? Um. It was two reasons. Well, so the the real reason was because um, Vanessa uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who's in the movie, um, had to do reshoots for Bad, Bad Boys. Boys, 
and the days that she was needed were she was needed on two Mondays. Mm. And we initially, when me and Joe, the first AD, were building the schedule, what we realized, so like she was needed four days total. And we realized four days of what would have been our shooting schedule. And then we realized that there were only two days of shooting in the schedule as we had built it. That overlapped. That that she wasn't needed. There were only oh. two full days that we could shoot. Really? Where we didn't need her. Oh, seriously? surprised me because I was like, oh, like, she's not in. But then, like, I went back. I went. We, she works we went every fucking it. day. She works every day. Because every day. There's at know, least one there's scene. There's at least with, one with scene. the whole squad. Exactly. And that's, you know, that comes back to one of the things that I learned on this, which was like, you know, in the future, I would love to maybe write a movie in which the baseline standard is not like all six of your main characters are in every single scene all <laughs> running around one another and like you gotta try to figure out a cover and make it all make like that was a nightmare I'm an idiot for writing a movie that you know well, every Keith scene has six or more people Keith Keith, Keith we, <laughs> our King of Keith was we were at the bar one night and he goes yeah yeah I told Eamon his next movie is gonna be two people talking mm-hmm. in a room <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. yeah, no, we were talking about that. I mean, and look, I mean, some of our coverage was very complicated, but not that much. And oh. you know, I mean, that's that's part of the deal. You no, know? totally, totally. And uh, if you want to tell a good story, it's it's not it's not simple. It's not simple. And that <clears> was <throat> that was definitely some of the some of the hardest stuff that I found was um, was like those initial blocking rehearsals with some of those scenes that had so many moving parts uh-huh. and so many different characters. And that was actually one of the places where you were extraordinarily helpful. Um, I found in one of the places that I, so? real, I realized that I was I was leaning on you a lot. You know, was like, um, okay, what's the right way to say it? Uh, tr- in in trying to assess the coverage that was needed in those those kinds of scenes, mm-hmm. um, and trying to come up with creative ways to sort of try to combo shots. Oh yeah, into like a single setup. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, <laughs> but what was really like three setups jammed into only having to call cut once. Because right. with for whatever reason, we ended up in a situation where there was a little bit too much time in between us calling cut and us calling roll again. So I was trying to, <laughs> trying to get as much <laughs> yeah. before we called cut as possible. And yeah, there were yeah. a couple of moments in particular where, you know, we would shoot a shot. And then pause and do a full repo. Yeah, we did that a couple of times. And I and then either like go back and shoot the same scene again from another angle, or like or just you know just yeah we just we did a lot of there was a lot of uh, of trying to figure out how to combine stuff, and you, you had a lot of really good ideas. Oh, of okay. like you know we can start this whole shot over here, and then like you can just. I mean, the repo thing was not my idea. And mm-hmm. I'm still well, um, not yeah. in the shootout. That it, it, I, I had that good, the, the good repo move. You one. did, yeah, but, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <clears throat> well, in a general sense, I mean, it's fine to do it. Yeah, but we don't. You, generally, you don't have to. Sure. I understood why we were doing it at the time. The yeah. sun was falling really yeah, fast. Fast. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah. But what I was thinking of is there was a couple of times where I was like, let's just do a dolly move and we'll hit this part and then we'll blah 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 blah. We'll exactly. Yeah. Well, right. and you, 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 there, and that was one of the things where, you know, my, you were really helpful, and Gendra were helpful due to <clears> just like, <throat> you know, me 
still learning these things. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, this is my first feature and, you know, you guys had done so much more work. And, you know, for me... The- well, one of, one of the things I respected a lot about you and, <clears throat> and still do is you're smart enough to know what you don't know. Yeah. Sure. And... And there are certain things that. that you don't know because you haven't directed. Yeah, I know you directed a bunch of music videos. No, but you haven't yeah. directed a movie before. Yeah, and you're the first time film director. Yeah, and you, and you looked at me and said, "Anything you can help with, I'd appreciate." Yeah, or something to that effect. Yeah, and I and I want your ideas and yeah, your, right, and with no ego, with zero fucking ego, and and then when I when I said something to you, you listened. Yeah. That's smart as shit, dude. No, Do you mean, know how many directors can't get past that? They I mean, can't get past yeah. that. Yeah. They're first time director, like, I know everything. Right. Fuck yeah. you, you don't know shit. Exactly. You yeah, know? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah. Uh, you know, they they don't all know n- not shit, but like sure, but, but like, dude. Nobody knows everything. And, right. And you just haven't done this before. And yeah. I've done forty movies or yeah. uh, not uh, that's not me, but no, I've I done a shit that, yeah. I've done in the teens probably or twenties yeah. a movie. Like a lot of movies. A lot, and of, a lot shit. of TV shows. Yeah. Like I can help you. Yeah. Fuck you for telling me to. Oh, I got this. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you got it on your own then. Right. Right. Sure. Enjoy. Yeah, okay. Cool. Do you? I mean, <clears throat> right. that was you know the verbalization that that I kept going back to that was very helpful for me was like, I, the way that I will succeed in directing is knowing when to listen to who when. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit convoluted, but just like... No, it makes perfect sense. Sometimes I need to listen to myself, and I need to ex- like I need to explain to everyone else what it is that I'm. Yes trying to do and then there are also like just as many if not more times when I need to tell myself to shut the fuck up and listen to you or listen to the sound person or listen to you know Jacob Gaff or whatever whoever you know whoever is just like you know like look this thing or the stunt coordinator you know whoever like at at, there are different times where sometimes I have to trust myself and sometimes I have to know yeah but you're smart enough to instinctually know when those times are yeah, and you did, and you did it well. No, you you really I appreciate did. That. No, because even you know, look, um, I just watched the 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 Irishman last night. Oh yeah, how was it? I still haven't seen. It's pretty good. Cool. It's actually very good. Yeah. Um, okay, and yeah. does not seem like three and a half hours. Okay, good. It goes by really fast, and it's a movie with like two or three people standing there talking, talking for most of the movie. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. So yeah. and it goes really fast. But anyway, there's a little Q and A at the end of the. Actually, uh, and that's not a Q and A. It's like a little conversation with like the four of them sitting around a table having mm-hmm. a drink, and it's like twenty five minutes long or something. Make sure to pay attention when uh, you watch it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, De Niro almost says nothing the whole time. <laughs> cool. It's fucking great. Yeah. Pesci's like, hey, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Actually, Scorsese's like chatting away. Right. Actually, it was really good though. But they were talking about um, um, the whole facial thing because they did this CGI did the, thing on all the their aging stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And Scorsese's talking about, it, and he's talking about talking to the ILM guy mm-hmm. who was going to do it all. And he first approached him about it, and then he's like, "We'll just put markers, or we'll put this thing on their face." And he's like, "No, I don't want that. Come back to me when we don't have to fuck." You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Figure out. But the I'm technology. like, Scorsese doesn't know all that shit. Right. He's taking this guy's word for it. Yeah. That's my point. Right. Like, yeah. Like yeah, some, this just... guy's like, "Yeah, I'm going to make him look 45 and yeah. not 70." Yeah. Totally. And, and he's like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's the point. Like directing is like, like what you did is directing. Mm -hmm. What you did is letting people offer things to you Mm -hmm. and then make decisions, definitive decisions based on that. 
Yeah. You know, as yeah. opposed to as opposed to guessing, telling everybody to do something they shouldn't do, you asked a question, what do you think about this? How can we do this? Yeah. Gosh, we're losing time. How can we combine a couple of these setups? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you trusted people to do it. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciated that. Well, and also what it gets that. you is fucking support. I mean, that was, you know, that was that was definitely something that I felt and that ultimately turned out to be super duper helpful and you know, I wish I could say that this was just like definitely the plan the entire time, but it was some of it was just like realizing as you're going things that are working, which is like, you know, yeah, at, at moments when you're, you know, like just being able to trust that like, okay, some of these people are like, they've been working on their workflows for a decade or more mm-hmm. or, you know, and like, it's not like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. Just like being able to, to, to understand when it's like, okay, this time to like, this is the general idea that I'm trying to convey. And so I'm going to com- communicate what I'm trying to do to this person. But at some point I have to then trust this person's intelligence and this person's ability within their professional workflow yeah. to then be able to execute that. And like, I can't, if I try to like stand by and micromanage everything and like go over everyone and be like, this has, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. it, there's just not enough time to do it. Number one, you don't have enough time. There's not enough time. Number two, you'll drive yourself I'll insane. I'll drive myself insane and I'll drive everyone else insane. Right. And that like, I feel like one of the things that I did do successfully was like be able to identify the people who could be counted upon and who could be trusted, which I think for the most part, all of our department heads were able to do yeah i think you were yeah you i did, got really lucky we had we had a that. great yeah we had a great yeah. crew and like you know like it was and then the, like with each with each department there was sort of like a point at which uh well for the most part uh there was a point at which i like i no longer started even worrying about things or like even even needing to communicate things like for example perry mm-hmm. uh our production designer fairly early on she was the first person for me for whom like I stopped touching base with her after a certain point I stopped really? like, yeah I stopped like you know like every once in a while when we would make an adjustment for the script you know I would hit her up and let her know like hey just so you know like we're not doing this shit as a, it's not a bomb anymore now it's a whatever right. or whatever you know but yeah. that like she after a certain point she had proved through when we would show up and the sets would be perfect and it would be exactly what we had talked about. And right. everything. like after that happened a certain number of times, like I stopped That's worrying trust, about man. whether or not art is going to do their job. Art's going to do their job. Yeah. Perry's doing her job. The whole art team is doing their job. Fucking. They were all so into it too. Exactly. And yeah. well, and that was, and that's sort of what I was. I didn't even to. interact with them that much because it was the team ahead. Right. They were always, it was not the onset art team. It was no. the, you know, the, the step ahead art team. Yeah. But like that. And I think that. I'd see him at the bar. Always. And they'd look fucking wrecked. <laughs> yeah. They were because fucking they were tired working just they were as working, long as we were. <laughs> if not longer. Yeah. You know, they were there, you know. They were uh, busting their ass. Yeah. And Perry and they was, did. Perry lived across the hall from me in the hotel. <laughs> right. So you know, yeah. I barely saw her. Of course. She, yeah. She well, was she barely constantly saw me on the set well, Our schedules were totally different, too. Exactly. You know. But, but uh, yeah, the times we hung out, they were awesome. Like, you totally lucked out with her. Totally. And, um, and, and also, I mean, sort of what I was, what I was getting to that is like, uh, you know, when you, when people feel trusted and feel like, not just trusted, but also like, you know, I was like, appreciated. Appreciated. And, yeah. you know, I got to a place where I was like, okay, Perry's doing a good job. Like, 
I can just like let her do her job. I can, you know, I can give her. It almost puts more it, pressure on her to do a good job every time. And yeah. and it's all yeah because it's all it's like she's then doing it for herself. She's not just trying to just like execute something that is being yelled at her of like do this. It's like you know I was like look like you're you, you know you know it's cool you're smart you clearly know you know you you understand what's going on like right you can do it and I don't need to tell you what this needs to look like like right. you know what this needs to look like because we've had enough communication and conversation about these things and you got the vibe of these other places perfectly like yeah you know and I think that that was helpful I think that it was the same thing with costumes um, oh yeah you know, and I mean, I'm the last person to like be able to understand how aesthetics within the context of clothes right, translate yeah, to anything. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> you Brianna, are kind of a flannel monster. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I dress like a 12 year old. <laughs> I wear Old Navy and fucking whatever. You know, like I like I still wear the clothes that my mom <coughs> bought me when I was you know an adolescent. And that's just I just yeah I don't know. I don't how old know. are you I don't anyway? You're, you're t- I'm, I'm 32. 32. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. For some reason, I yeah. thought you were 29. Ah, Close enough. I got a young face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they did they did really great. And, yeah. and what, what impressed Kara me... Kara and Chanel and Brianna, all of them, like, yeah, uh, yeah. costume stuff, like, then it was like, I don't have to worry about that. They yeah. they, they know, and, like, you know, I God, can just trust them. they were in there, too, man. And, I mean, I was living yeah. there. I knew they were in there all All day time. long. Six days, seven days. Yeah. Like, Whatever needed done, they just did it. We hired them like four days before we started. That was the that honestly costumes was like crazy. It was crazy. We had had hired someone else. Didn't work out. It wasn't working out. Right. And I like Brooks, our line producer, was like, I know who we should call, and linked me up with Brianna. Brianna, quick shout out. Um, fantastic, awesome. super boss Chanel, also super shout out. Awesome. Kara Alpert, also super shout out. <laughs> um, you guys saved the fucking day. Uh, they and, did. They were great. Yeah, they were great. And they and they gave me my Halloween costume. Of course, yeah. They gave everyone, and they killed their Halloween. Brianna and Chanel came as the uh, the twins from The Shining, and it was great. <laughs> fucking rad. Um, I, I I took photos. Yeah, no, but I like I talked to Brianna four days on the phone. She was in L.A. or Oakland, and or yeah, I don't want to speak for you, Brianna. I don't know where you were. Um, <laughs> where was she? Somewhere out here. She somewhere was on the moon. She, she was, was working moon. with SpaceX. It was like four or five days before. Before we started, uh-huh. and I like called her, and I was like, "Look, I am sorry to be having this request that I'm asking. You. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Come down I'm to sorry Oklahoma. To call you. Buy everything out here. Don't spend any time in LA. Come down here. Right. Fig- find this extraordinarily design-heavy uh, work out here all in, uh, in Oklahoma. You don't have any people. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough thing. We're going to establish all of the main characters' extreme looks in the first week. Like." I know that what I'm asking you to do is insane. Please. <laughs> can you join come, me? Can you come do it? And she was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. And came down and her and Kara Chanel just fucking yeah. killed the shit. And she was awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, that was that was a big part of it was like, you know, I got we got lucky to have people who were very good. And I was trying really hard to figure out when me and whoever was in charge of a various different aspect had gotten to a place where we were on enough of the same page where like I could check out a little bit. Right. Yeah, and yeah. like I you know, I not to say like I didn't I never spoke about those things again, but yeah, just yeah. like, you know, yeah, cool. You understand this movie, you understand what you're doing. You understand the workflow of 
costumes better than I do. Yeah. So unless something's really not working, like I'm going to just listen to you. And that, <laughs> yeah. that, that was very helpful. For no, me. it's super so. smart. It's super smart. And, and that's because what you, what you did was you, you gave people information to interpret your ideas and then you let them interpret your ideas. And when they came out, well, you encouraged them and let them go off and do it. Yeah. You know, and when it wasn't perfect, you'd say, oh, what if it's a little more like this? And the, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, this is what a director does. That's when, you know, you don't have to know everything about everything. I certainly don't. Right. <laughs> you just have to have a good sense of style, a good sense of taste, a good, you know, and the actors are different when you talk to actors and stuff. That's yeah. a whole other skill. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like, you know, anyway, you were super patient and cool. Like, I, I you know. I kind of laughed one day because, well, because I think we got to that place really quickly. Yeah. But I kept you I, asking yeah. you. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. You were very, very, you were very kind and very sweet about making sure that. Uh, well, that no, was, but uh, I mean, you know, um, not every job is like this. And I've done so much TV lately that, it's sure. you know, it, and TV can be great and everything, but it's also like. A lot of it's kind of factory like and mm -hmm. you know we're not using crazy looking anamorphics right we use, on this movie. <laughs> we use the weirdo lenses we right the stuff, weirdo yeah. lenses and like you know yeah. it, like like i would walk up to you and be like just a thought <laughs> what about the 35 right here and you'd be like i think that's a little much and i'm like okay all right fine <laughs> We use a fifty. <laughs> you know, we had a bunch of yeah, conversations. We did. Like no, that. we did. We had and a then lot you would say, "But, but keep them coming. Keep them yeah. coming." And and um, just because you know what, I think the way I told Ginger this too, I think the way we shot the film mm -hmm. for me was really great, and I think in I think for you was great because. Yeah. Where we started, we started at the beginning of the movie, basically. But well, yeah, you yeah, know, we got lucky with that schedule, <clears throat> right? But. Um, but because of the work we did during that part, mm -hmm. it was all like me, you, Jendra, Kiersey. Yeah. Not, not all. No, no. But a totally. lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. And yeah. and so we all got to know each other really quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've known Jendra, but like you no, and sure. I got to know each other. Yeah, yeah. And Kiersey and I. And, and there was just a, a trust level really quickly. Yeah. And you know, excuse me. I do not suffer fools easily, and mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I instant like I, I think my instincts are pretty good, and I figure mm -hmm. out if people are bozos or not really sure. quickly. <laughs> yeah. And I figured out on day one that you definitely weren't a bozo. I Actually, that. I figured out the day before day one when oh, we had good. our meeting uh -huh. that you weren't a bozo because we had a conversation, and and I mean that was the. That was the precursor to definitely knowing you weren't a bozo. Sure. <laughs> On day one. I appreciate it. But that. no, no, because we had, and I talked, again, I talked to Gendra about this, but like we had this nice meeting and you basically were like, dude, keep all your ideas coming my way. Yeah. And, and that's rare for me. Maybe mm -hmm. other operators get it all the time. I don't know. Sure. I, I don't. Um, not that not that nobody wants to hear my ideas, but to have no, a meeting like, where you're like, I want you involved in this. Yeah, like that was the yeah. intent of the meeting. No, and totally. It, no. Yeah, and so so for me, you know, I'm like the I'm like the I'm like the queer person from Guthrie being in, in, included. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad. I'm really glad that you said that and feel that way because, like, that was that was essentially my strategy going into the whole thing was like 
we have all these people you who have been doing it. these jobs and like let's trust them and let's hear like let's hear how these people who have done this workflow for a long time like what they think how they would do it right and like sure are there going to be times where the way that they might do it is different and like there's another reason why i would want to do it differently yeah, sure yeah. but like hear all of that you don't need to like it was like it was helpful for me to understand <laughs> and to you know engage with the idea that like i don't as it in, in order to be successful as a director i don't need to have the answer all the time well you don't have time to have all the ideas exactly Exactly. Like there's not the enough ideas. time. There's not enough time to have all the ideas. Right. So it's like it's like okay, who on this? Who here is smart? Who can be trusted? Right. Who do I want? Like who do I want thinking about these things when I don't have time? To think who about is all simpatico these with me? Exactly. Right. And you yeah. were you and I. You and I from an early position. I, yeah. You know, I I definitely felt with you that I was like, okay, this guy sees what's going on. He's interested in trying to find the cool ways to think there are going to be times where I'm going to be so focused on a performance or so focused on some various detail that I'm not going to be thinking about something. And then you'd be like, you know, like, what if we like, what if we like start on her and then move into it? And it'd be like, of course, literally, of course. Like you're a fucking right, right, genius. Right. Like I'm like that's so much more interesting than like me being like, yeah, let's start on the fucking book. And you're like, no, well, like or cool. Like if you want to start the book, we start the book. But like also like maybe something. And then you come to the book, and then you can come up. And it was like, oh, Brad, thank you. I felt the love too. Yeah, well, good. I felt the I'm love. Glad. It was very, very much there. Was, and and know, one thing killed, I was, I, one thing I'm really remembering is the 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 Steadicam shot. Of Kiersey the day after the 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 cherry bomb. By the way, oh, by the yeah. way, we'll talk about something else in a minute related to cherry bomb. Hang on, okay. But 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 um um, <laughs> I just thought of something fun. Okay, great. Uh, no, the Steadicam shot. Uh huh. In the farmhouse? No, upstairs. What that we shot upstairs of the cherry bomb. Roosters upstairs. Remember roosters? Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, what was the what was what state cam dude up there? So you forgot? Oh, the flip around. Yeah. See there. You oh go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just wait. I already started fucking with the with the edit. You're gonna love it. You're, it's, I am it, really. Yeah, yeah. Because we did that because the day before we did the 360 yeah. around her. And then we oh, so did, it cuts into that. It all cuts in. I forgot all, about that. Yeah, we did you it. You told me during the three sixty. Right. Like, that's why we're going to do that because we did the three sixty, oh, the horizontal God. circular motion, and then we've got the vertical circular yeah, motion. Yeah, yeah. It's great. No, anyway, but you were like, it. like I want it to be disorienting and weird. Yeah. And we looked at like different stuff, and we had the thirty five, one of our weird lenses. Super weird. Yeah. By the way, I think Ginger and I decided we might have used a twenty four once the whole movie. I think we only used it once. <laughs> I think we did too. It's it, there maybe twice, but there's one, and it will make it into the movie. Oh yeah, the twenty four will make. Oh, it. Oh, that thing is crazy. It's looking. weird. I mean, yeah, it it's warps. It warps. Weird. It just makes the whole thing like, you know, yeah. Looks it's, like you're on another planet. Yeah, it's super warpy. And so is the thirty five. Yeah, on the edges, super weird. Yeah. And then we did this ups. It's the Steadicam shot starts basically upside down it's completely and upside sits down, up yeah. with someone as they sit up in bed. Yeah, as they wake up. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it looked weird. Well, I remember, <laughs> I remember a bunch of stuff about that night. Kiersey brought me um, CBD oil. Oh right, <laughs> the back issues. Yeah, right? well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, a whole other. Oh, yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah. But um, but there was that. I remember that. And uh, excuse me. And then you standing at the monitor trying to be upside down. <laughs> 
to watch the shot. To watch the shot. Yeah. You're like leaned over as far as you can be. Your like neck is all fucked up. Yeah. You're standing all weird. You're about to fall over. Yeah. And then I walked back to you after we did like the, the first couple takes or something, and you're like, "That was really fucking disorienting." Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, and I'm like, "Good, that was yeah. the thing, right?" And you're yeah. like, "Yep, yeah, yeah." Anyway, and, yeah, it yeah, worked I very did, well. I did the the 360s. Remember, <laughs> I did them until I got dizzy. Until you were literally like, you were about to fall over to the right or left. And I was also was like, do one to the left. And they were like, do one to the right. And then we back. Like, yeah. Well, I think we did one, essentially one take in both directions, right? Yeah. And But I just did like, I but don't you know went how around, many rotations. You did like, like six or seven circles around Kiersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe more than that. Maybe more than that, <clears throat> honestly. It's like, it's long. I mean, yeah. And I, I started feeling weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were going to fall. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. But that stuff looks awesome and is definitely, will definitely be in the movie. And like, yeah. yeah. Well, one thing is the way we shot the movie, it almost all has to be in the movie. There's not too much fat. <laughs> yeah. We did not shoot a lot of stuff that can't be used. There's something really lovely about that. I agree. <clears throat> I was it's saying it makes my job easier. That's, that's it's true. That. I, I was saying I was saying to a friend, um, I said, you know, um, it's tough. It's it, okay, so there's two sides of this coin, right? When the actors show up take one motherfucking ready right when they show up and nail it on take one it's a lot of pressure especially once you know that about them early Certainly. on yeah and that and was like Kiersey was uh, Kiersey was very much a, like a perfect example she of that. shows up I mean of everyone I mean all they all to be were clear, they all really the all actors were. all the actors were extraordinary and but it was interesting because some people like you know there were there were people who who got better who were like their best take is like take two or take three and like yeah. I don't know Kiersey was very good the whole time but like Kiersey there was very much a thing of like when she showed up like you know oh. her early takes are like unbelievable really good yeah it's something that I noticed in going through all the footage it's like well and when I don't mean <clears throat> excuse me I don't mean that they didn't some people didn't get better in take two no, or whatever. No, I what I what I mean is they showed up like they weren't flubbing a line and giving no. you another take. Oh like everybody knew every single fucking line perfectly. Like they were nailing it. Yeah, pros, super pro. Which on a movie like this is fucking crazy, but it happened and it put. It was great for me yeah. and put a ton of pressure pressure on, me. on you. Yeah, you know we were talking about the last scene. Yeah. Which we won't go into details about the last scene, but yeah. the last scene is a big steady cam. It's a shot. long steady cam shot. It's four minute shot, and it's uh, I, I think was it you four can, minutes? Almost three and a half. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Shit, I didn't realize it. And it's it's like I think you could argue that it is the best shot and best scene of the movie. I mean, you know, look really? It up. I I think. Well, so. you've seen the movie, and I I've haven't. seen it. I love it. Like I think that that shot. Like being able to do, essentially, like that was my favorite thing that we pulled off, was like, and it was on, and it was, it was. Every, well, that and Cherry Bomb, right? That and Cherry Bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, which the, is another the, giant, the steady other, shot. the second biggest Steadicam <laughs> shot. Yeah, yeah. The like trying to get a lot of magic in one bundle yeah. without the magic of editing, without the magic of other things. It was like, and it required a lot of people killing the game, and mainly yeah. you and the actors. But like, and in both of those instances, in the cherry bomb and in the last scene of the movie, 
you guys were able to do that and did do that. Well, and I appreciate that. I mean, a especially lot of, that last one, like a I mean, lot I'll of people it made you. it a lot easier to do that. Well, and you're right. I mean, you're right that like we got lucky. The in, in my opinion, the thing that made up for we, you know, we had a lot of bumps in the road. We had some serious production problems. We had some serious. Yeah. We had some, you know, yeah. there were some gaps in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the whole thing working seamlessly. Yes. There's no question, right? Um, however, some things that money would have solved. Some things that competence would have solved. Competence would have solved. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. One is one, one is the other is the other. Uh -huh. and, and, and some things in which both would have solved. Yes, <laughs> you know, that's true. Could have used a touch of both. But, yeah. you know, but we did, like, there were people filling in the gaps for those things. And I think that you're right in that, like, the actor, like there were a bunch of situations where we, that we hit that was like, there is no way to shoot the number of setups that we need to uh -huh. complete the scene. Yeah. But then the actors came in and like, we were able to only shoot one or two takes of every single setup and get what we needed because the actors were just bringing it. And then yeah. that would save us an extraordinary amount of time. Right. I didn't need to, you know, uh, if you look through all the footage, there's almost almost no shot in the almost no setups in the movie in which we went more than three takes. Yeah. Most of the setups we do too, right. almost all of them. And and there's there's we did one where we did like seven or eight. or There something. are a few and and like some of the action choreography stuff or some of the things in what which was steady cam is really hard for focus. Steady cam is hard. There was one of we those. Had some yeah. focus stuff. Also, the first half are focused. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. we. You know, yes, yeah. there are difficulties and there are there are a couple of places yeah, where yeah. it's like four, five, six, sure, even more takes. But yeah. but for the most part, and especially in scenes like like the last scene, like you're talking about, which is like you know, Kirstie Clemens is doing this like. She's doing a really, really, really heavy emotional monologue, and it's a long monologue, and it's a lot of complicated. It really couldn't blocking. be any heavier. Couldn't be heavier. Yeah. Couldn't be. Yeah, and she's, and she's like, and, she's kind of chasing a guy around a room. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very. It's like it's very metaphorically almost, very, or yeah. not, not, not metaphorically, but no, like it is verbally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's using her all of her motion and the actor who she's working with. All of their motion is connected. All right. of their lines yeah. and their interactions bet between each other are connected. And we shot, and it's you know, it's the climax. It's the it's the end of the movie. It's the you know, it's the big yeah punch out. And we did all of it, ninety five percent of the scene in one take. Um, and and what will actually end up on the screen, it, 95 plus percent of the scene will be that, that one, one take, take right. where you, you know, after we, you know, we finesse, we practice Kiersey a couple things and like, the, but it was like you and Kiersey doing this dance and you can yeah. see it. Yeah. And like, it's, it's the dance between both of you. And it's like, it's both parts working well. It's like, it's her understanding the pacing and the emotion of the whole thing and it's you understanding the pacing and emotion uh, 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 excuse me the pacing and emotion of the thing and like really making her work better by oh thanks getting man. your work right oh, fuck. and it's like there and I'll, I'll show you the I, honestly I want to show you the footage after yeah, we yeah, do this yeah. like there are a couple of parts of the thing where it's just like you like you're like it's like she starts, it's still, and it's like this piece of circular motion that lands at exactly the right moment when like the bat oh. hits the table. And just like, it's just like, it's perfect. It's like you and her 
are in symbiosis in this uh, way that's just like that's it's so nice really to hear. cool i mean it's i felt really it at special. the time i think we all felt it at the time yeah um actually one regret i have is not getting a photo with all of us you on guys that night, you mean you guys all took photos and i didn't get in any of them and in, i wish i night? had yeah and i yeah, wish that, i had uh, yeah i wish i had i wish you had too i'm I, i'm generally not that guy um, no, but that was but no, that was, was that was a special night. That was I, well. I've thought about it again, and yeah, yeah it's it was special. Well, it's, and we also we kicked everybody out else out. Literally, let, no one on the it crew was, was in you, there. Right? me, Jendra, <laughs> who's the DP, and the AC, and those are the only people in the house, and yeah. the two actors. Yeah, and we kicked. You know, I mean, we kicked production out, we kicked costumes out, we kicked everybody out, and it yeah. was. And it was cold and it that was night. Freezing. <laughs> it was freezing. It was like 30. And it was like, we just let the six of us stay in this heated house and everybody else. I remember, like, I was in shorts and a t-shirt. I know. You know, I left my shorts there when I changed. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. So I changed back because we did one more shot. And I changed back. Or no, maybe we're just leaving, but I changed back into pants. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears> I put right, on my yeah. winter gear and I left my shorts there. And the owner of the house, like, I somehow managed to get them back to me. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but no, that was a really, um, and they were both so good and we just we were just feeling it everybody was feeling it that night that was a special night that was you know that was definitely one of my one of my favorite her first take well when we originally did it we did it originally in two separate parts right and then we did it as one we realized we could do it as one right we tried to well in the original also the original time we did just the second part with kiersey Mm -hmm. we were like what the fuck yeah that's right (laughs) She brought the heat. You and know? you guys came out like crying. No. Like, yeah, it was it crazy was, good. I mean, it was crazy good. And that's, you know, and that was, that was one of the things. If we hadn't had actors who were as good as they were, we would not have been able to make no, this movie. No, not because at all. Because there were so many other things that went wrong that if, like, oh my if gosh. we had needed, if we had needed to spend time to get the actors to a place, to the place that they needed to be in order to pull off those scenes, if that had been a part of yeah. my workflow, was like, I also need to spend. 15 minutes every scene or every shot like going over these people are like taking doing five takes instead of two to make sure that like I have a version of each part of the scene mm-hmm. we would have been fucked and never would have happened no and like those Kiersey Alex Vanessa let I me mean, say something about professionalism up. too because none of them none of them were divas at all big time and they all the opposite of divas they didn't have fucking trailers they, they didn't, didn't have there shit. wasn't a green room they didn't have anything right they just hung out they hung out on set with us they hung out wherever i mean crafty was you know minimal at best at best and not yeah. not their fault no no no, like, no no everybody was working within but the but space for they were all given of these people, and nobody was given a lot of space for all of these people including ezra you know and alex who's in fucking x-men and like yeah i mean they've all done these big projects yeah huge fucking and they all came and movies and smiled every day. And Vanessa, who's going every fucking weekend to do Bad Boys 3 or yeah. whatever. And never complained. Not once. She's like, oh, I, I've, I slept at, uh, 45 minutes last night. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And she's Ari like, it's great to see you. Yeah. Like, so and sweet. Cool. And just like, yeah. Like, and how can I be helpful? Came. Yeah. Yeah. Like, beautiful people. Yeah. And Alex being, you know, so like, just like, you know, helpful and supportive. Super of badass. The whole crew. Like, I mean, you know, all of them, all of our, our main people, I, you know, I feel like they were respectful of the crew and of everybody in a way that. I have a helpful. huge amount of respect for all of, all of the actors. 
Kiersey and Alex, I'm and, and Vanessa, but but all really all of them. Yeah, I'm so three, impressed I mean, by them. Yeah, I mean Kiersey me and Alex were on screen most, and like, you know, Alex and I would go have a beer and a whiskey after work. Sure. Yeah. And like chat, and yeah. I'm so impressed by her as a human being. Yeah. Like. She's such a fucking badass. She's such a badass. And so is Kiersey. And so is Kiersey. <clears throat> that really is. It's like it's yeah. crazy. But yeah. you've been friends with Kiersey for a long time, right? Not a long time. Oh, uh, you haven't. No, I. Well, I, wait. Well, let's a take bit. a let's take a break because we both need beers. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about Kiersey. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we'll we'll sing our praises. Yeah. Or her praises, anyway. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, we're back after our little. After our beer break. Beer and break. Pee break. <laughs> important, important beer break. We had to get beers. We had to pee. We had to do the things. Um, we were talking about um, Kiersey. Yeah. And Kiersey's an executive producer on yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. <clears throat> she, was, uh, she was the first person. So the order of operations was sort of, I was writing the thing, and it took four years in total to actually write the script. But did it really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was a, it was a. I was trying to do one of the things that uh, you know has been most difficult to navigate is like making a movie about sexual violence, making a movie about where the main character and the majority of the primary characters are women of color. You know, and I'm a, I'm a. White guy. I'm a cis white boy, you know, and like, <laughs> and we, you know, we had we had a lot of trans characters, a lot of queer characters, a lot of women of color, a lot of, you know, like, it was uh, that was that has been the one of the primary things that you know has been both a difficulty to navigate, and I think the difficulty of navigating that is what made this project work. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, trying to figure out the way to make this movie responsibly to make it in a way where we're you know where I'm not telling people okay you know this is what this experience is and and rather like you know and and this is difficult as a writer to like be like okay this is what I'm trying to this is the thing that I'm trying to talk about but also like what is this actually like like I don't want to say based off of my bias assumptions of what an emotional experience is like or my perception of an emotional experience is like to be like, okay, this is how it's got to be. It was like, no, I like, I actually throughout this whole process, like really need to know when, like, I guess the best way of putting it is like my voice in this, in making this movie was like knowing when to shut the fuck up right, and to like listen to other people mm -hmm. and just, you know, understand that they're, well, okay, I have a vision of what, I'm trying to do with this movie, but I also like I need to listen to the people who have actually navigated these experiences and actually been a you know right. And that was the thing with writing, which was like you know every ten pages that I would write, I had twenty five or thirty different people who I was kind of touching base with, different you know people with different you know relationships to race and gender and sexuality and violence and all of these things and like really trying to make sure that what was getting put on the page was genuine and authentic mm -hmm. and not just this is what I think this is like but like talk to the people who have 
been through these experiences and talk to people who navigate these things every day. Right. And find out and interpret. Interpret. Exactly. Right. And, you know, and, and know when, okay, even if I thought that this would be like this way and this would be a thing to be like, okay, let's try to make this feel, you know, really cool or make this feel like really sad or something. And then like would have a conversation with someone who had navigate, navigated some of these, you know, things explicitly and, and realize like, oh wait, no, like the emotional interpretation of this or the emotional perception of this experience is actually different than what I was, you know, trying to... What you assumed. What I had assumed. Right. And, yeah. you know, understanding that, okay, like I need to, regardless of what I had, my preconceived notion, this is what's authentic. And right. so... Um, you know, that, that reminds me of one moment where... Uh, Kirsten and Alex are riding in the truck and we're uh -huh. doing that um, poor man's process stuff. Yes. <clears throat> and there was a whole thing with, was it Alex who was supposed to like have her feet up on the dash or oh, sure, yeah, out yeah. the window or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no black girl would do that. Right. And yeah. I'm like, really? And they're yeah. like, no. Huh. They're like, well, we'll talk to him. It's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. But like, that's just not something we would do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. No. I totally. had no idea. You right. Know? Exactly. And neither did you, exactly. I guess. No. So, sure. Yeah. But it's like you know. Okay. Because you wrote when, the script too. Uh, everybody knows that. I hope now. But yeah. Yeah. Um. But no, that's that's the way to. That's the authenticity of doing it that way is talking to real people who yeah. know what the fuck. Yeah. You know. No, totally. And that's you know that that's my hope of what gets. My hope is that that stuff comes across on screen yeah and, you know i mean that and that was a huge thing within the context of dealing with you know we had a lot of uh of native women we had a lot of yeah uh indigenous and native actors and uh you know and we me and ezra and um and brianna went down to the uh the Pawnee Reservation in Oklahoma. Oh, did you? Yeah, we went down like two weeks before we started shooting and like spent time there and got to know those women. And like, you know, we were asking them to come come and essentially and be background. Um, and, you know, and I didn't want to, you know, I feel like that's something that has is is one of the, the most blatant examples of how like Hollywood or film industry in general has like, you know, the... The, the native community is a perfect example of places where, you know, where filmmakers have like misrepresented, misrepresented and, yeah. you know, yeah. And just like, and been like, okay, like you're going to wear this so that even it was like, there's no room for that. Like we, right. we are asking these people to be involved yeah and we want them to be represented accurately. And therefore like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell the costume designer wardrobe person to you know to like come up with what they should wear we're gonna ask them what would you like to wear we're gonna ask them you know like how, like do these lines make sense does this feel legitimate does this feel accurate and we made adjustments you know based yeah. off of what they thought and like uh, you know within the context of like what activities are these people going to be doing in the background even though it's in the background again i'm using air quotes um it's essential it has no, it's to be in the scene genuine. yeah and so yeah. you know like those were the kinds of things that were were really really important and yeah. um and they were clearly happy about that like they were yeah. 
again the same thing like when you include people and let them know that their voice is important and their ideas are important they buy in yeah you know yeah, and they, they yeah. all buy they bring in. everything to the table that yeah. they you know cuz they want if if it's being put on them to, if you say we really want you to be authentic and what are your ideas yeah. they they come with it yeah yeah you know as opposed to telling them look this is what we're going to do and i need you to do this and right. like you know that just that doesn't that doesn't work as well and that was something that was really helpful and so going back to sort of what we were originally talking about, um, you know, Kiersey was, besides Ezra, the first person attached to the movie. So, like, I wrote it, and in the middle of, you know, so about two years into writing it, I shared it with Ezra, um, Ezra Miller, uh, who... Producer and producer one of the and actor plays a horrifying villain in the movie. Yeah. Um, to a fucking fantastic degree. Fantastic. He's so degree. good in it. So fucking good. And he plays just, like an incel type. Yeah. They, uh, like yeah, a they, leader of a leader of a group of like incels kind yeah, of. Right. Yeah. yeah Is exactly. that the right way to describe? Yeah. They're like yeah. they're they they're. Uh, they're, uh, yeah, an alt right men men. men's movement. I got men's first movement. Is men's first called. movement, yeah. right? We uh, joked around it was men for men. Actually, yeah. Caitlin and I joked around about it a lot. Like, <laughs> Caitlin's like, men for men, like right. Craigslist. <laughs> right, <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, there was there were so many things that we just like made gay for, and that was that was one of them. Where it's like, it was like that stuff and the frat boy stuff. Like, there's uh, there's all this great footage we have of the frat boys the frat boy background where it like it really looks like they're all about to start making out but like they're all like yelling at each other and doing you know yeah. oh like the stuff we did yeah oh, like that yeah, yeah. like when yeah, we shot yeah. that stuff where it was like the two of like we took each like screaming background screaming at each other and like yeah there's there it's funny looking at the footage because there are all these places where it like really looks like they're about to start kissing <laughs> and it's great it's like you have all these like aggressive uh and you're, male characters. and you're in that scene. I am. In you play scene. like the fraternity president. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was tough. That was not. Uh, that was that was the hardest set of days for me. Yeah. On this. Well, on, you're on trying to shoot. you're trying to act in the movie and direct the movie. And yeah, it's crazy. Not being able to like watch it. Not being able. You know, it was hard. And you know, you have the insecurities of of as an actor that yeah. come into play. And then you're like, oh, like I don't know if that was right, but like, am I actually saying like was it right and I just didn't feel good about myself or, am I, you know, like, am I being right. too... How do you feel about it now after having seen it? Um, I think I did fine. I'm not, like, I don't... Uh, I don't have issue with my performance so much. I mean, I have a difficult time watching myself, but yeah. I take that into account. Um, I do think that that scene in general was one of the more difficult things that we did and part of that had to do just with logistical things like we didn't get that location until the night before we were trying to find that frat house interior location we were trying to find for a long time yeah and we didn't get it till the night before there wasn't enough time to dress it there wasn't enough time to like really block it and figure you know that was and and so yeah trying to do uh, a scene that was already one of the more difficult things that we were trying to do but then not be able to just be like fully director zone and like trying to also like bring performance to the table right um well when when you're that when was you're, hard when you're trying to get um a bunch of essentially background yeah to act like 
um, w- w- you know, the bad stereotype of frat boys mm-hmm. act, to act like that. Yeah. And they did it. And like I said before, like I think yeah. I must have been uh, uh, best say worst say, but I, yeah, I think yeah, I said to was. you like they they you you really you got them to trust you right away, yeah, and you were you were cool with them, and I think we were all cool with them, yeah, <clears throat> and they liked us, and then they did it, they and I was up. like fuck because because it mattered like if 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 one of them would have or two would have sucked it it would have we would have had to avoid them and totally. there was only like eight yeah we didn't have enough <clears throat> we didn't have enough people for that day right. and you know yeah right and and they were like growling fucking screaming maniac yeah. frat boy like yeah. like the the worst case scenario of a frat boy yeah and they they did it well they did a great they did a great job and they had fun because of you yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I, I. No, it's true, man. I've seen so many fake ass, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and and this is this is one of the biggest stretches of the movie is having a bunch mm-hmm. of dudes who who knows what any of their backgrounds are, right? And having them act like total asshole, like rapist, frat boy, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, scumbag fucks. Yeah, totally. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And and um, and and I, I was so impressed by it. I was uncomfortable doing it. Right. Almost. I mean, I don't know if that's the right word, but no, like, I mean, that makes sense. it's just yeah. weird. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. Well, that was, that was the, the, it's interesting. The most uncomfortable that I was throughout the entire shoot. And we had a lot of tricky stuff. We shot a rape scene. We shot, you know, we shot a couple of pretty fucked up scenes essentially in that movie. And, um, you know, it was uh, it, the the good thing was that like with a lot of those like I was working with people who we were working with the entire time. But like, so one of the uh, part of the frat house scene that we were shooting is this um this m- moment where they discover all this evidence where there are these like photographs and Polaroids and stuff of um one of the main frat boys sort of uh posing over these sleeping women mm-hmm. who have stuff drawn on them and you know and the 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 part of that whole shoot that made me the most uncomfortable was that moment was like we had some background these girls who showed up at the beginning of the day who we were going to shoot these really compromising really horrible photos with yeah and they showed up and they were all of age and totally, you know, originally there was supposed to be nudity in some of the photos and things like that. And they showed up and they looked 16. I thought that they were 15 or 16 years old and it was really intense. And I like, I shifted, we shifted, I shifted the, the, the scene to like, to not, include nudity well this is the part i wasn't there for because you guys true. went off you guys That's went right. off and shot stuff we went off we shot during lunch we were shooting the polaroids right. with uh with uh, noel who's our uh, noel duquette who's our fantastic uh stills photographer in bts and she was shooting the 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 polaroids and you know it's different like shooting the rape scene with kiersey or things like that was different because i had earned kiersey's trust she knew yeah me. yeah she understood and she knew that this was like an essential part of this movie. Whereas these background are showing up. We are asking them to get half naked. We are drawing, drawing on Sharpie them. on Penises them. Penises on them. Penises, and whatever. Right. disgusting stuff. And having them pretend to be asleep. 
and having this guy like doing thumbs up and smiles into the camera and like that shooting that whole thing during the line like being in that room while we were doing that felt horrible yeah and even within the context of like everyone knows, everyone knows what's everyone up everyone knew right? nobody was like it just feels nobody gross. didn't know what was going on everyone right. knew what they were getting themselves into but it was just this thing of, yeah it just it felt gross it felt weird it was that was very very difficult and but the the but the photos feel gross Right. Well, that that's the thing. Was that you know like, what I mean? ultimately, yeah, and, and and the same thing, the same thing with the rape scene, which was like that was I would say the second most difficult thing to do. Uh, it was only easier because I knew the actors well. We had a good rapport at that point. They trusted me. They understood what we were doing. Um, but even that was like it was very very difficult. Well, they're also professional actors. Sure. As opposed to like the the background girls. somebody who's trying to be an actor, where you're like, do you, are you really actually comfortable doing this thing? Do you right. just you not want to say no s- right. because right. you don't you want to you know have a good rapport with you know your you know right? You hard. don't want them to say like, oh yeah, it's fine. I'm fine with doing something when they're not fine. They're not actually fine. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and 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 that was something that was you know we had to we had to to be really careful of in a in a bunch of different places throughout the movie. Yeah. Um. That kind of reminds me. Have you watched The Deuce at all, David Simon's show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? Or I haven't seen all Not of it. Not that it matters. But, but it's interesting you bring it up because one of my friends, um, uh, Emily Mead, is on that show. And she actually... Uh, Did she play the girl that became like the big porn star? Yeah. Became, right, and the blonde... She, Yep. Oh, okay. And she's awesome. I know her. I love her. She's awesome. She's a great fucking actor. And she, um, throughout the course of working on that show, essentially, like, uh, uh, invented a position that now exists, which is the intimacy coordinator. Well, right? Was like that her like, or was that Maggie? No, it was her. Was, was it really? Yeah, it was her who... Okay. I, I, look, I don't want to... No, 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 wrong. Maybe it's From what you understand. From my understanding... Yeah, yeah, sure. It was uh, in the first season, they did a c- scene with her that was, like, not done very well. And, like, those kinds of things. And she like, felt kind of weird. And she felt weird. Right. And, you know, and she... and she. They had, like, a sex coordinator. Well, and that was her... That was her... My friend Emily, that was her, like... Her, she made that happen essentially, wow. and now that that that's something that I think SAG just voted on. I'm pretty sure. Oh, like, they did really. Yeah, I think that's oh. like now a new uh, like union position. Yeah, because that's cause, being invented because you know so many people are doing sex scenes without. You know, well, I've heard some pretty sure. daunting stories. I imagine <clears throat> um, of of some actually big name people doing some fucked up things exactly. in these situations and <clears throat> and um no i i think it's fair enough like like someone kind of neutral yeah a facilitator can, who can just say like they're gonna touch you on the leg or right. they're gonna do this or they're yeah. gonna do that or whatever is that okay with you is this okay with you right exactly you know yeah. and like and i get that and i think that is an important thing and i think that like, it's so hard for a director to do yeah you know and we and we we did you know that was a place where we took extra steps i mean to be fair as you know like when we were shooting the rape scene like we had gender operate instead yeah. of you you know and that was that was just out of like in the same way when well, we were Well that was planned scene. from before. For, oh, that was always the plan. And you know it was know. always like we were going we to we were going to have as few people there as possible and we yeah. were going to have and, like, and it all makes sense to me. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But i have to i'll tell you i'll tell you something though i have Please, to say. Yeah. I'm 
a little bummed about that because mm-hmm. that was like I don't know if that was day two or three. 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 Mm-hmm. So in the first two days, I think Kiersey and I connected enough. Yeah. And it would have been fine. I agree. I, I, but I think ultimately s- but you'd set it up that way we and had I already... totally got it. And you know, and, and I think that if we had shot that scene on day fifteen it, Right. There wouldn't it would have been fine. But it was also and it, and also to be fair, if I'm being completely transparent and honest, sure. I was also like there were certain things and there are other instances throughout the movie in which I did this where like I'm doing something as a personal tactic for an actor to to uh to essentially build trust yeah. with an actor or a group of actors mm-hmm. um for later on. Sure. You know, and so like even if sure, like could that have been you operating the camera? Hundred percent, right? You know, no problem. But well, we know now she would have been totally cool with it. She would have been totally cool with <laughs> yeah, it. That yeah, that wouldn't have been a problem. But right. the fact, like, like stating that as an early on principle of like this is how we're going to do it. Totally get it. Yeah, you know, of course. It's like then Kiersey, you know, Kiersey appreciates that, and yeah. she did appreciate that, and yeah. you know, even even and it if makes it would have been fine, but like, yeah, 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 you know, it's just like it's it's about setting those standards. For of course, then you know yeah. throughout and um no it, 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 my my disappointment's too strong but my regret at not having done that is not because of you guys it's because sure. no it's a it's a work thing like you know i, I want to do every shot of like, course you know what yeah. i mean like yeah, yeah 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 and and that was an important scene in the movie so of course yeah um yeah, so that was my thing. No, and I, and I was I never that, bummed about it. I was never no, like, you understand, yeah, no, never at all. I I was never upset about it in one mm-hmm. for one second. So no, anyway. I mean, you know, it was this. It, it falls in line with you know this. What I was saying before of just like you know the movie that we were trying to make. It's very sensitive material um, to have myself and the identity that I associate with be the person who's like calling the shots on these things that are about characters that are very different from me about experiences that I haven't personally interacted with like there were certain things that we did in a certain way not necessarily because like oh we couldn't have done it a different way but rather just like if we do it this way we are garnering the trust Mm-hmm. with the people involved in a yeah. way you know in the same way that like you're supporting them yeah, yeah. and like when we did the when, you know when we did the uh when we did the the interior farmhouse stuff like you know we stopped you I mean you were there we stopped shooting for a half hour or almost 40 minutes to let um the native women who were in that scene we stopped so that uh Casey Camp who's incredible, who plays Follow in the movie. She's awesome. Um, to let her, like, smudge and, like, bless the set and, like, give a land recognition. And, like, right. like you know, uh, which is important. You know, it's, like, it's it's important. It's, like, even if, even if it makes our day more difficult, uh, you know, in taking a half hour of our shooting schedule mm-hmm. and, and apply it to something where there's no camera rolling, where there's no prep happening, where it's just, like... This isn't we're 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 allowing the actors who we are asking to come 
and mm-hmm. inhabit space and do this thing, which is difficult. For free, I think. Well, well not Casey. Not Casey. <clears throat> and the background, no, we, no. We oh, paid, they were paid? No, we paid all. Oh, yeah, good, 100%, good, good. 100%. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, some of the extras came from, I knew that. There, I were, didn't know, there, were, I didn't know there was many. a portion of those extras who me and Ezra paid out of pocket. Oh, really? Yes. Because, like, there was a certain amount of approved, and we were like, no, we need more people, and, like, but, like, we're not going to ask people to come for free. It's always surprising. So you didn't, so you didn't, oh, wow. Uh, Well, Well, yeah, there were a bunch of things like that that, like, we didn't want to tell people we were paying for, because, like, then that kind of makes it seem like, you know, it's like we're trying to make it about it. Like, it's not about us. It's not about that. It's about just doing it the right way. And I know, but good for you. Good. Yeah, I mean. I'm glad you uh, did that. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, like we stopped for a half hour and let Casey do this, like, you know, essentially a ceremony in, you know, in the middle, yeah. which, uh, which everyone who was a part of the cast and crew was invited to participate in. And I think a lot of people were actually really appreciative of, um, and, you know, and this, and the same thing, the same thing goes for also like people who were a part of it, who ultimately had to not be a part of it. You know, like we had, yeah. You know, we oh, we're getting into this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we should. Well, you know? no, I was going to bring it up, but yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, look, we were we were in Guthrie, Oklahoma, which is in the middle of the country. Definitely, it's magatary. It's a fucking. It's a great you know, small town. It's a great, super small, super nice, super awesome small town. But also, like, it's an open carry town. It's a it's a place where it's an you know, open carry state. It's a exactly. It's an open <laughs> carry state. It's an it's a you know it's a red state. It's a whatever. And yeah, yeah. politics, who cares? But yeah, yeah, yeah. but we were bringing we were bringing a lot of black and brown women, a lot of native women. A lot of queer women, queer people, a lot of trans people, you know, people who are not necessarily normally a huge part of the community or the population yeah. in a place like Guthrie, Oklahoma. And, and I have to say, by the way, I mean, they, some people may have blabbed behind our backs, but the vast majority of people there were like, yeah, whatever. It's true. No, no, I, I I'm right? not speaking ill of Guthrie. Guthrie was no, fantastic. no. I know you're not. You know, I like just, were, I just wanted to add that and no, say that true. like the vast majority of people are like, welcome. Well, that was the beautiful thing that happened. Was like we, I think that we as a production did a good job of including the existing community, yeah, including the town, <clears throat> making you know, and they, they, I don't know if you saw this. They, uh, uh, Steph Fortney, who was. Well, whatever. She was part of the Chamber of Commerce, helped us out a bunch. Oh. Um, wrote an article in the like local. Oh, Guthrie I didn't see that. After we left, that was oh, talking really? about sort of like their their they as a town, uh, their appreciation for the way in which we inhabited their space and excuse me. Oh, really? Um, oh, I have the to. I have to read that. I yeah. Was I want like the I'll local up, Guthrie paper. Yeah, it was the local Guthrie paper, and they were talking oh, cool. about. Let me see. I think I have a photo of it. Because um, we had no problems with anybody there for the most part, did we? Uh, for the most part, yeah. We had we had uh, we had a. Couple. Oh, there was one weird thing with the people following. Uh, who was it? <laughs> Remember, they were watching someone's. Um, Wait, what was that? Joe and somebody else. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, Joe, our first AD, was doing and who was with was them? scouting. Yeah, he was scouting a location and got chased down the street by some guys with some baseball bats because <laughs> they didn't appreciate people in the middle of the night walking through neighborhoods. Was it the middle were, of the night though? Yeah, it was whatever. It was even. Well, I mean, 
the reaction was definitely not warranted. It was Joe <laughs> yeah. was going to check a location. Just but like then make that sure. one producer, what's his name? Damn it. Um, he found him in a Walmart Kent. parking lot. No, Purdy. Purdy, Purdy yes. yeah. Purdy was there with Joe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Saw the license yes. plate of the car yes. and like followed those dudes and like figured out who they were. But then found him on another day and took photos of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. like found out who And was they in were. touch with the police about it and the whole thing. It that's was crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was insane. And like, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it was, it was, we were in a strange play. We were, it was this weird thing where we had simultaneously created this safe space bubble mm-hmm. within the film set. But then there was every once in a while, there was a reminder that like, we are in pretty much the deep south you know like every once in a while it would be like i would be with ezra and kiersey and we'd be standing having a conversation and they're late at night and there would be a car that would drive down the street and then stop halfway and some random guys in the car would just like stare at us for 90 seconds and then drive off and you know i mean we were really careful about trying not to let out by the bench or something out by the bench that was exactly that's where it happened and like you know and we were really careful to not try to keep what the movie was actually about right what the you know try to keep script pages out of people's hands and things because you know i mean we didn't want people to know that we're you know sort of talking shit about a lot of culture and yeah but you weren't talking shit about that town or anything no not at all yeah not at all but just like but that we're like we're making a movie you don't want them to think celebrating well yeah yeah, i mean you know it's like when people would ask us what the movie's about i would say it's about an all-female biker gang right and that was like and then they were like cool awesome biker gang sounds cool like female biker gang cool that's what everybody thought as opposed to being like we're making a movie about you know like how a many, group of women trying to topple the patriarchy like it's like you know, it's, well it's a vigilante movie yeah and like about like fucking you know like yeah. kicking the shit out of a bunch of fucking you're right and, and I can't tell you how many times I was at having a drink or a dinner or whatever and like the server or whoever's like oh it's a, you guys are making the movie it's yeah. vig- it's like a biker a female biker movie right yeah. and I'm like yeah yeah sort of yeah <laughs> No, but that was, you know, that ended up becoming a huge thing because it was like, we, you know, we needed to keep everybody safe. You don't want to lie to them, but. I don't want to lie to them, but also like don't want to allow a miscommunication. You don't want to alert the wrong people to the. No. Right. And like, you know, like, I mean, again, between all of us, like we had people like nobody knew this, but like we had multiple people on set who were carrying guns because like we were. A hundred percent, and I think rightly so, nervous about. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah, we had like, and I, yeah, we didn't tell anyone because we didn't want anyone to be scared or be stressed out. But like, I'm not gonna name names, but one of our line brothers and yeah, I can there guess. Were, I there can were, guess. You could guess. There were a couple people who were strapped the entire time. Really? A hundred percent. We Holy had. Shit. There were guns on set always. Because there were guns on set everywhere around us, and to be fair, it's a state. You know, it's a state that traditionally, even though Guthrie was great, it's a state that traditionally is like. I have to say this. You know, I have to say this. If I'm <laughs> please, please. Everything was fine. Nobody knew about that. I didn't know. I think, though, from a production standpoint, having just armed security there is a better thing. I agree, but we we we, we, I don't we, want, we did that in a hidden way. I don't want a producer carrying a gun. That's fair. We had the only the people who were carrying guns. To be fair, um, 
one of whom well was, we don't have to go into too yeah, many we, details yeah well we don't just name names but just like one of whom was a person who is technically a security guard one of our actors has someone who okay one, one of our big actors has someone who travels with them who is is their security person who is always strapped and oh okay that person was carrying a gun and then we also well that I'm cool with and we did we did have a uh, a person in a producerial position who was also carrying a gun who is trained with a gun okay. who knows who, right. you know okay. and you know and it's just a thing of like sh- you know sure like we all had a conversation early on about the the thing of like we're in Oklahoma if there were people who didn't appreciate us yeah. coming to Oklahoma and like being like we have all it's these a very just in case. and we have all this like fuck you redneck right. even though it's not it's not a fuck you rednecks movie and it's not that it's, kind of place either no and it's not that kind of place either but like all it takes is one person to misinterpret or miss under, you know to just like I get it. not appreciate what it no, is no one they crazy feel can really that's all it takes right yeah and we had other big actors who were worried about that and concerned about I get that. It. So we did, you know, we did a couple of things to make sure. And, okay. You know, and then, and then as you know. But everybody I talked to in that town was like, man, you guys are awesome. Like, we really no, love having it. Like, everybody but was I so also, cool. Like, but I all it takes is one, yeah. All it takes is one. And, like, in the three and a half weeks that I was there before we started shooting, like, one of the bars that I went to that oh, we yeah. ultimately told everybody not on to set go to. not to go to. Yeah. I never like, went there. I never stepped inside. Exactly. And that's yeah. because we told everyone. And that's because early on, before we started shooting, I was there. And within two minutes of being there, there were multiple people using really serious racial and other kinds of slurs and like really really aggressive language in a very casual way yeah where i was like okay i you know like whatever this is it's not against like, the law but uh i'm not gonna it's come not back cool, here i'm anymore. not gonna i'm not gonna come i'm not gonna tell my right. my my actors and stuff to come here i'm not gonna tell the like no you're gonna tell them not to i'm gonna tell them fucking not to. avoid and avoid. that's what we did and you know yeah. and we and we did the same thing within Again, as you know, like... Well, there was that fucked up thing. Well, sorry, go ahead. You did the same thing in the... Just within, like, how the people who we did invite to be a part of the set and did invite invite to be a part of the project, we held those standards of, like, look, like, you know, and we did it in the call sheet and we did it in the emails and we did it on set of just being, like, there are a lot of different people who are on this movie. And a lot of different kinds of people, a lot of different identities, and a lot of things that like we don't all, not everybody necessarily understands, which is okay. It's yeah. not. It wasn't a thing of like you have to be right, right, a right, liberal right. elite and understand all of this rhetoric and understand yeah. all of this language in order to be a part of the set. However, there is also the other side of it, which can is I, like, can I tell you how I interpreted it? Please, please, because it was on the call sheet every yeah. day. Yeah. We essentially what we were referring it, to is we had we had a thing on the call sheet about just, it was longer than this, but essentially it yeah, said, please. "Please respect everybody." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and just like it was you longer know, than that. No, but, it was, it was. Yeah. But 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 essentially, that's how I read it. Yeah. Was like respect people. Yeah, and you like know? you may which, have there which, may be people who are different from you. Right. And there there might be some trans people here. Yeah. So be yeah. respectful. Yeah, exactly. And, and, like and understand your body and understand you know, right. how you talk about right. bodies and how you, you know, right. act and if, in, and, right. in and if space. You can ask somebody a question. That's okay. But right. like, right. Of course. Yeah. And, but we had, we had 
we had a couple of issues. We had a bunch of issues, and halfway through <clears throat> the process, we you know we fired a bunch of people. Two, well, you said a bunch. I knew about two. Were there more? There were more. Um, there were two big ones. Okay. Um, there was one was two. we ha- we had an instance. We had we had a very explicit instance with uh, a person with uh, inappropriate touching. And we had another instance of someone who was doing, it wasn't physical touching, but it was just other kinds of inappropriate behavior. Taking photos on set, which is never a good idea. You should never, you're not allowed to do that and don't fucking do that. Well, but like people well, taking, taking whoa, 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 wait, more specifically, taking pictures of, of people who are half naked, taking not, photos more, on set where there's nudity, where there's nudity. And yeah. then like showing it's okay those to pictures. take a photo on set. Sure. And, uh, sure you're not of, supposed but, to do it, but whatever. It's not that big a deal. I do it. When I was a PA, I would do it all the time. Right. You know, you pick a moment and you pick something pictures. that's not about the he movie. He was taking pictures with women. Women. He was taking pictures of, yes. not even with, but of right. women yeah. who were half nude or more. Right. And then, like, at the bar, showing those pictures to people who weren't even involved with our production. Right. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, no. And yeah. and the same, and a similar thing, like, you know, I mean, I was talking about this earlier when we were smoking, uh, you know, one of the people who was sort of guilty of this was then also, like, when we had Native women on set. Yeah was like taking selfies with them in this way of like oh like cool like check it out like i'm with these like native americans i I watched all of that happen i watched him taking the photos and i watched you go flying over to him right in front of my face i don't know if you knew i was there oh yeah i didn't um or that i saw it but i watched it happen and i watched you take him away and yeah and and i i heard some of what you said and and then he was let go yeah that uh, night it, it, yeah yeah i mean i mean that was and honestly it's funny to say that i mean I, it wasn't was, just that there was the, it was no, all the he had other fucking, shit and to be fair he also was not doing a good job at his job um that doesn't that certainly actors, doesn't help but it should it, it actually shouldn't matter even if you're great at your job yeah exactly well no and now and that was the thing is like we also like we had instances with like yeah, the person who, to be fair, like the person who uh, was fired for inappropriate touching stuff, like uh, they were great at their job. They were doing a fan, you know, he was right. doing a fantastic job at his job. It was like there was no issue, but it was just like, right. look, like we are trying to not just get something done, but get something done in a way. Mm-hmm. That we can, at the end of it, all feel good and proud of the way we did it. We right. can all feel like we didn't sacrifice. Can we talk about exactly what happened? Or not exactly, but some close to? Yeah, sure. Um, essentially, the, the, the simplest way to put it is that um, we had – so we had a couple of, uh, of trans people on our set. And one of the people in our production had really limited, sorry, a lot of people had limited access or limited experience um, dealing with and navigating. Including me. Sure. Yeah. No, I (laughs) mean, yeah, no, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, even though I live in West Hollywood, no, but yeah, and we I mean, just we just met my gay but friend. This is, but this is you know this is the thing this is the thing that's important is like it's not it's not like you know and this is the kind of thing that was really important to me about how we were trying to run a set and I, something that I feel really good about is like you know like I've worked on a million sets and you know like like 
You see how people are treated. See how people are treated, right. and you know, and like a lot and, of times, like cattle, and right. Yeah, a lot of times, like cattle. A lot of times, you know, yeah, people being dehumanized, and also just like a lot of times, things that are actually important, like being like, well, like we can't change how we do this, or we can't fire this person and fire and hire someone else because it'll be too expensive, or it'll be too difficult, or whatever, and just being like, no, like. That is not how we're doing this. When somebody went like, okay, like, so when let's are an issue. So let's talk about the exact. So sorry okay. to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're right. You're right, dude. Because I'll go off forever. Um, <laughs> I know. Especially since we've had some beers. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So there was an instance where um, uh, the uh, my friend who was my assistant was a uh, was is trans and is and had to navigate helping and explaining a lot of things to a lot of people and as trans we have there's there there were a bunch of trans people and we had a, a person in a fairly top tier position um not understand some of those things and um uh my assistant who's trans mask uh was wait did you say trans mask yeah what does that mean uh so there, they uh, were a female-bodied human who transitioned into a male body. Okay, all right. Born, um, born female. Is that the right way to yeah, say it? Yeah, born. Yeah, born female. Female-bodied and and yeah. And, right. Got um, it. And they have you know like um, there are uh, surgery scars right? right on their body. Right, and, and in this scene. They had their shirt and off. And they were in the cherry bomb scene. They right. have their shirt off. They're, you know. They were uh, participating in the they're scene. They're participating. They're, a, they're background. essentially a background actor yes. in the scene. Right. And at the end of, when we were end, and at the end of shooting the scene, our, uh, this guy who had, I assume, had limited to no access to uh, people. Like that. In that situation. Right. Who... Uh, essentially saw the scars and approached the scars and like touched my friend and touched this person without just walked know, up and just walked up and was like whoa like when did you get these scars but like after like touching their body in a completely non-consensual so way so didn't say it first just didn't say anything and, like yeah, went over not touched right, this person not and right. then was like whoa like how long have like is it weird that you whatever ask them whatever questions they ask them and it's like you know the thing that you know and my friend told me that the situation happened and they were nervous about like you know kind of snitching or like putting this person in a situation where they could lose their job but I was like look like I'm happy that you told me and like I know that you don't want me to necessarily make a big deal about it and if they had said to me look like like I don't want you to say anything I don't want you to do anything I wouldn't have but I could tell that they were upset I could tell, and we had a conversation about it, and they explained that, like, it was something that did upset them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that, you know, there were people who were like, well, like, do we need to fire them? Do we need to have a conversation? And I was like, look, think about it like this. If you had a woman who had a boob job, right, and was an actor, right, and you had somebody on the crew go up to them and touch their again i'm using air quotes fake breasts right and be like 
whoa, how long has it, like, how long has that been? Like, does that, like, is that okay? Does that make you feel like... That's a great way to explain it. You know, it's like, that <laughs> yeah. would be, com- that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. And cannot happen. Of course. And so, you know, the it's person... It's the same fucking thing. It's the and same exact You know thing. what? It finally, I mean, I've never thought it was right. Yeah. But it finally has connected as serious as it was to me. Yeah. Like, it finally, like, your explanation helped uh, yeah. me understand exactly how serious it is. Because in that context... Like what? Yeah, it's you can't go touch somebody's that's, boob. No, that's completely fucked up. <laughs> You're fucking crazy. You cannot do that. And like, and it's so important. Especially, I mean, on any movie, I believe I have seen, and also like, I have a lot of friends who work in film. I know a lot of women who work in film who have expressed to me their discomfort with way pe- way they get treated. Yeah. Whether that's through yeah. aggression, whether that's through a non-consensual physical things, like the, it's it's everywhere. And, right. like, that was the kind of thing that, like, we could not have on this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should have on any movie. And of course I think, not. I think it's actually not very difficult. Of course not. To, Here, here's to the set thing. a standard. So let and, me ask you a question. Let me ask yeah, you. Yeah, please. I, I, I don't have a specific question. But it does not seem to me that this person... Now, intention doesn't mean anything because you did the act. Sure. You did the act. But I don't Well, it means think, something, but it's not, you know... There's well, a difference between course. a reason and an excuse. Right. Yes. Um, maybe I don't have a question because what? Well, what, what, what were you gonna say? No, I was going to say like I don't think this guy had any ill intentions. I don't think so either. But 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 now that but so, so that was in my head to ask you. But then like you said the stuff about what if it was a boob? Yeah. And now it kind of nullifies my point. No, I mean, you it's know. like, oh, I didn't have any ill intention. I just wanted to grab her boob and then ask her a question. Like, totally. what? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> you exactly. wanted to do what now? I mean, and that's that's uh, the two people who are the big people who like really got fired and got publicly fired. There was a difference between the two. One of the one, the person we're talking about right now, I don't was think ignorant. Was ignorant. Yes. Didn't understand and did something that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. But not necessarily out of, uh, in a place of... It wasn't malice. No, it wasn't malice. It was just, but however, it's still... Wrong. You know, it's still wrong. Yes. And, you know, and it and it's still something that we, as the people who are in charge of the set, in charge of the movie, in charge of the vibe, like accountability is everything right and that's what the movie's about the movie's about accountability so like how can we make this movie and then not you know it's like no that's essential so like you know and with him it was a slightly different thing where it was like look like I I knew that that wasn't his the other one was getting his jollies the other one was fucking right essentially that's right right. the other guy was showing off or whatever showing off just like like and like intentions were not necessarily in the right place. Like that, no, the other person right. was like had made. Seri- it was like, somewhat was make- innocent. Yeah, um, but just you know, or whatever. It's like you know, a person who doesn't understand. But like the things they're doing are more malicious and yes. are more like just yeah. like they may not. Well, it's it's that whole thing. Ignorance of the law does mm-hmm. not ab- ab- absolve you from absolve the law. you from exactly right. And exactly. so ignorance of knowing that you're you're supposed to you're not supposed to go touch someone without their permission. And you know. That's a that's a whole thing. It's a you know like if you give somebody a hug or you pat somebody on the back or you touch somebody on the shoulder, yeah. all those things mean something. And of course, if they're unwanted, they can mean something much Complete. darker to the person getting it than Absolutely. the person giving it. You know, you know and, and and to be fair, <clears throat> the 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 guy who we fired who had done the non consensual touching, he knew as soon as we said to him, "Look, so did you go to him and fire him?" Yeah. 
went and said, you, "Look, I, I said, I said, look, we're 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 gonna ask you to go to go. Um, we can fire you if you have a problem with it. But like, you know, like this is what happened. This is what wasn't okay." And we, you know, and he knew instantly. And he knew immediately because he knew he second, did it. He knew he did it, and he was like, "Yeah, like, I, uh, I was thinking about it all night after the thing." Oh, and really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he so knew. he already felt he guilty really, about he knew, it. Yeah, yeah. So he had a weird thing in his head. There was where a thing that he just put his, his hand out, just like he realized that, like, what he's and what he had done so, was wrong. So, so like, that's good. It makes sense. No, but that's but that's somebody. And he still has to go. He's got to go. But it's somebody who's learning. Yeah, and that's and that's great. And that's a good. You know, um, that's cool. Like, hopefully, what it's that, actually nice for me to know it's good that hopefully what that means is that like going down the line like he'll know that and hopefully yeah. like yeah. i hope that he does get on a job with another person in the same identity zone and, and be cool. knows what to do and right. is like you know and that will be great and like i yes. you know like he wasn't he wasn't salty about it he you know he he knew that what he had done was wrong right and whereas the other person who you know who oh. he fired was you know fought it a bit and was you know uh but you know, it's just it's it. That was the thing that we there was just no room for on this movie. I I believe personally that this is something that doesn't get fought for enough on set and should and is actually not very difficult to facilitate. You can fairly easily say, look, we are going to have no tolerance for this kind of rhetoric. We're going to have no tolerance for this kind of behavior, and that that's actually a very easy thing to do. It's right. something that. On a lot of movies and a lot of things, people are scared to do. Well, and look, they the don't world do. the world changes slowly. That is, you true. know, and the business changes slowly. And look, there is no place for violence on a set, right? If I come up and Absolutely punch somebody none. or push somebody, they're fired instantly. Instantly. So, so the same eventually, should be true. Exactly. The same right. needs to be true. My, of, right. That's my point. The same we needs need to, to expand be true. our understanding of what violence is. But we also have to right, and we have to. Well, you know, whether it's violence or inappropriate touching or yeah, whatever, well, however yeah. you want to label it's like it, like how you define those. Yeah. You know, yeah, those words. for sure. And 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 you know, eventually, things will come around. And look, I look at the so. greater business world you know not just the movie business this kind of shit happens all the time it's everywhere and and so it's interesting to me that we talk about the guy who didn't know then Mm. you spoke to him and was like oh fuck yeah i knew it was wrong i knew it after i did it i shouldn't have done that and like how many times does that happen in the world you know and but so i'm not worried about him no but how many women, and let's be honest, no, it's, let's... it's 99.9% women who experience this issue. Yes. Well, I don't know, I don't know that I'm well, correct, yeah, but that's I'm specific. guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, how many women have to, and it's getting better every single day, but how Hopefully. many women have had to, to deal with this? You no, know? that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing that like, look, me and Ezra... What our whole goal was, and honestly, if, like, if I'm being completely honest, the thing that I like at the end of shooting, I wasn't sure that we had a great movie. I do. I'm mean, watching the footage. I think it will be. And okay. it's going to be fire. And awesome. Love it, and we're all going to love it. And everybody will love it. And goes asking for it when it comes out. <laughs> um, but the thing, like, I was in a very strange existential place. But the thing that, like, I have a hard time with feeling proud about things or feeling good about things. But, like, it was one of the thing that I felt like no matter what happens, even if what we ended up shooting is all trash. Right. Like 
I feel proud about the way in which we got that footage and the fact that we did it's not about firing those people but it, like we yeah, did yeah. fire those people I understand. we did hold accountability right we did when make, there were issues you handled when there them. were issues we handled them and, and most of the time sure, there weren't issues no because you right. know and there were only a couple of set. issues there were a couple of issues and when right. there were we took care of it and right. like and I have been on sets and I have also spoken with good close friends of mine one of my absolute best friends in the world Danica Pantic who's an incredible production designer and art director who has told me endless stories about being just like screamed at having things like thrown at her having been right. harassed having been t- like just like I've told stories on this podcast about, I'm sure uh, you know just like, and that's about me right a, no, a totally. six foot five 220 well pound exactly and let's like you know it's like, dude. you're a big boy i'm a big boy like we fucking start screaming like right. it's you know there's a but different but i'm get, but i'm getting it i can't imagine what it's like for for someone of of a smaller stature yeah. or, or a woman or whatever yeah. i mean doesn't size doesn't safe. really matter then it's no, all but it i is. think it, maybe it's it all does. emotional it does. Well, you know, no, I think it's, I think it's, it's all, all of it. I think it's like, you know, I think there are a lot of times where people don't understand that, like, it's easy to feel unsafe. And well, it's hard for me because, like, you know, I did one particular job that was very rough. And my thing is, I'm not the best at confrontation. Sure. And so when I am confronted and I reply to the confrontation, it often escalates. Sure. And 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 that's a problem. That's that's my problem. So so when work stuff happens, I often just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And so I would sit and take it from this this dude. Sure. Because all I wanted to do was break his nose. Right. Oh, and you knew that if you really wanted to, you could also. Oh, well, which this particular no- guy. Well, but that's what I mean. But that's not always the case. You know, sometimes that's true, it's like yes. people are ex- are experiencing that same kind that's of That's true. You're right. Shit, and, and they're it, like, it, it, you're right. It's I like an extra security you know, blanket. Exactly. You you're know right. that if you want you're right. to, if it really goes you could down, punch I him g- in the face. You're right. You're right. And like Good my point. friend, she doesn't, doesn't know that. She does, And in fact, she knows the opposite. That's a great point. She can't do that. Right. And that if she were to do that, she's going to actually probably experience violence toward her. That's going to be, you know, more prevalent and more difficult. Right. And I don't, I don't support violence or anything i'm just saying like in you know it's hard for me to like it's hard for me to accept screaming at me i mean you know like for also the the less reason there is the harder it is you know of course yeah so um so no i i don't think i get it but i think i get it oh yeah (laughs) exactly i I can't ever get it because i'm I'm not in the position you're not experiencing the same emotional state of somebody who's going somebody who's five foot three 100 pounds and female exactly and has a has a six foot five guys yelling at her exactly i can't i can't ever understand how that's gonna be but and that was you know that was that was one of the the commitments that i made and that ezra made and that we made to each other which was like Thing, there are things that are going to go wrong. Well, look. And there are things that are going to mess up. But, like, that is a side of things that, like, yeah. we, if we have no tolerance for, that it will be helpful for the movie. And it was. And it was important that we did that. And, right. you know, we set up a situation in which then after things like that, you know, that was the halfway point. Yeah, we fired our, you know, we fired an AD, we fired some other people yeah. in real positions. Right. I'm not going to get too into it, but like, we, you know, we fired a bunch of people. We also we had a bunch of conversations with people, and we're just like, yo, like step it up because it's like, yeah. You yeah. Know. And well, since you know, you're and it made a big that, difference. Since you're saying that, let me call myself out for a second. Sure, because 
um, I don't know if I should say names or anything, but a, a, a one of those trans people, mm-hmm. um, um, they and I got along wonderfully. Yeah, you guys got along great. Really yeah. fucking great. Really well. Yeah. And I really enjoy this person. Yeah. <clears throat> As a human being. Like, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Like one they're of my favorite person. people. Yeah. Absolutely. Best, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we had this great conversation on set. And where I asked questions because I, I felt and I and turned out I was right that I felt that this person was open to the questions and the stuff. Yeah. And they answered all these questions for me about how they made some decisions about where their life and this and that and the other. And then I made a mistake and because we were out playing pool at the bar. Everyone's drunk, everyone's having right. a good time. And I was great. like, hey, so how's this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I won't go into exact details. Sure, sure, but, but yeah, yeah. But, and I didn't do anything weird. No. Um, but, yeah. but I asked a question kind of in public and in front of people. And sure. Maybe yeah. a slight bit too personal. Sure. Spurt, certainly, yeah. Actually, too personal, I think the way... They explained it to me was too personal for where we were. Sure, in a public place. I and believe like, that was the thing. Off, Gosh, know. I hope I'm not wrong about that. I'm no, pretty I, sure. I, I I think that you're right. And, that was it, know, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in it was in public. In and, public and just like and yeah, nothing like, was said like, at the time. Off on break, you know, like in a well, place. Well, yeah, we're where, not working. Yeah, yeah nobody's yeah. working, and like people we're don't necessarily want to have to like justify themselves or explain themselves, and right, you know, in a which, social. Which of zone. course, of course. The, see the intention thing again, right? No, it was just, never my intention to make anybody feel uncomfortable or weird. Of course, but they felt a little bit uncomfortable about that. Yeah, and then the next day, I think the next day, yeah, or, yeah, um, I got word, and then we had a conversation, which is great. And you guys, I but hope, you guys had a full hope, conversation about it, right? Do you know how upset I was about it? I do. I remember because they told me. Yeah, no, and I'm, but like, but that's that's an important thing, you know, and like. And like, and it was devastating to me. Good. Well, first I didn't know what I'd done. Sure. And I was like, well, but I that's didn't legit. fucking that's touch fair. anybody. No, but that's, you know, that's fair for you to not know. And like, and like, it's also like, I think it's really important for you. Like you, un- like, no, I'm, so, I'm happy to learn. Exactly. I'm so happy to learn. Exactly. And And it's fine. It's totally fine. But like. I freaked out. Like, I was like, what did I do? Yeah. You know? And then it turned out, I think, was a fair... It was a pretty minor thing. It sure, was just but a like, little... No. It was like a note. No, it's just... It's it was like exactly. A note. It was like one of those instances where it's like, like okay, this way, isn't... You haven't done anything that, like, we... That, like, something needs to be done about. But, like, we're going to move forward. And, like, this is a good thing to note. Right. For moving forward. Heads up. Heads yeah, up. I mean, well, because, right. you know, in a... It, and this is an interesting thing that I realized, which was like in our like from the very beginning, right? We talked about like there are all these different people, right? And we need to all like, and it's okay for us to ask questions about each other, yeah, yeah. And it's okay for right. Us, See, that's you know? part of the thing, yeah. and it's a thing that happened a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah. of like we created such a free space, yeah, in the beginning where like where there were a lot of questions, there was a lot of stuff, yeah, and like, yeah. and then you end up in the situation where there's almost like. There, you know, where where it was really just like there were a couple of people who were the only people who could give, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they get answers zero. to certain questions. They get and zero. Everybody in on. had a lot of questions, right? And so those people then become, you know, put in a position where they right. have to be the educator. They're like a target all the time, and everyone's coming up to them asking, like, "Well, like, what do I do in this situation?" Or like, "How do you?" And it's like they don't want to spend all their time. 
explaining those things to people. They don't want, you know, it's like they like also gr- want to like have right. some beers and shoot some pool and like right. not, you know, and like, and you know, yeah. And just like sometimes those things become super loaded. Well, that was just a moment for me where I was like, oh, there, there are, there are better times for private questions yeah. than the bar at the pool table. Oh, that's right. That's right. And like, you know, yeah. Sometimes people like after fucking day of shooting, people are just trying to fucking unwind and like yeah. they just, yeah, you yeah. know, they don't want to get into this. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that we did a good job overall. No, you definitely did. Of, of facilitating those things and of making sure that people were being, um, you know, the people who who weren't capable of well, from my sp- keeping the vibe, they got booted. Right. And people who, you know, where like intentions were fine and things were thing, you know, we talked to people and sorted things out and everything's fine. And, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, from my perspective, um, it was... Uh-oh. Do you hear what? me still? Yeah, I hear you. You don't hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, I th- There was a weird connection thing. As Uh-oh. soon as I moved that, it, it, it came back. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I freaked out. I thought, I thought we'd stop recording. <laughs> um, no, from my perspective, it was like... It was really well done. We didn't really... You talked about it on day one. Mm-hmm. You kind of said it like on set before our first shot. It yeah. was kind of like a, hey, everybody, welcome. I'm so yeah. glad you're here kind of thing. And then yeah. like, you know, and and then it was on the call sheet. And it was just a kind of known thing. And I thought it was great because it didn't no. take any... didn't take up extra time. It didn't, it didn't do anything but what it was supposed to do, which is like just keep people aware that like, you know... Not everybody here feels, um, I don't know what the right word is. Not everybody here is just like you. Totally. Well, you know, and that was, that was, that was the really important thing was like not being, not trying to come from a place of like, oh, like I'm a like New York liberal, New York City, like liberal fucking whatever intellectual elite, like fucking asshole who's like, you know, like. This there's there's only one way to do everything, and like if you don't do if you don't do every if you're not perfect at everything, then fuck you because it's not helpful. Right. But also not creating a space where it's like we're gonna we're gonna like right where there's like infinite forgiveness. But it's just like look, we're the movie the way this what we're doing is important. How we're doing it is important. Step up to the fucking plate. If you don't know how to do it, that's okay. Yeah, it's be cool, be chill. Figu- like these are the ways; these <laughs> yeah. are the things you can do to figure yeah. it out, and that's okay. Yeah, and but like there is also absolutely no tolerance for Bullshit. a certain kind of behavior. There's right. zero. Right, and right, like right, that's right. the only like I'm like I'm a person like I don't care if you make a mistake. Like we had people who made mistakes every single day. I don't yeah. care. People make mistakes. I make mistakes when I work. Like yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you make somebody else a mistake feel and assault are different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a mistake and a like and a like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even <clears throat> a even a even a just like, you know. Um, well, I was yeah. gonna say the crazy part is we had gay people on our crew that lived in Oklahoma. Certainly. And we, we had, had a lot. Yeah. Right. And we had we had a lot of queer. Yeah, we had a lot of queer locals. We had non, and a lot of no, no, but but on our crew. Yeah. On our crew. Yeah. I don't know if we had a lot local, did we? we? Uh, I might if, not know. If not everybody. Guthrie, like we had a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like from Louisiana, we had a non-binary person who didn't even read the script before they came up to do it. That's right. It was. It was so weird that that yeah. happened. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I, no, I totally. found that. I found that interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, and I think I think we ended up with a lot of like non-binary and queer people who ended up on this set because those were the people who we asked for. Yeah, but in the situation I'm thinking of, that's not who you asked. You didn't that's know. True. You didn't no, know. No, we didn't know. We didn't know. That's why I'm saying it was no, just totally. like, yeah. it was yeah. just luck or whatever you want to call yeah. it. It was just no, we just, yeah. it was coincidence. But yeah. I, you know, like all of the people who we're talking about in this instance, like at some point or another, like, and this is the thing that I feel the most proud of, even more so than the footage, is like, there were a lot of different people who worked on our movie who came up to me at some point and were like, I've worked on a lot of sets. Nobody gives a shit about this shit. The fact that, like, you created space for this and, like, tried uh, to make this a thing yeah. is something that, like, I greatly appreciate. That's cool. And that was honestly the thing I feel the most proud of of everything we did while we were shooting. It was just, like, having there be queer people, having there be trans people, having there be uh, handicapped people, well, having the there be, like, all different people who are, like, <laughs> you made room and, yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you made room for this and you right. made this a priority. You made a, yeah. like, you made it a thing of, like, look, like... No. And it's not even a big thing. It's, it's like, that's can we all just... That's what I'm saying. It's like, right. it's super easy. Right, can we all it's just treat each other? Right, yeah. right, right, right. It's yeah. a five-minute yeah. conversation at the yeah. beginning of shooting. It's, like, maybe putting something in writing that goes out on the email. It's, like, maybe every couple of days if not just like three or four times throughout the whole shoot like reminder yeah it's like it's holding people to those standards yeah. which is important but like it's easy it's yeah, like yeah. and it's and it's and that was the thing that was i was surprised by even though i don't know if surprise is the right word because i knew that these standards were so not cared for or not taken care of right, on yeah, most yeah. film sets just yeah. like even just with the pa and stuff right. like but having those people having even more so than actors, because actors get considered a lot. Sure. But having like crew people, having the sound person, having, you know, people come and being like, yo, I just want to say, I appreciate you saying those things. Yeah. I appreciate you setting this as a standard and I appreciate you keeping this as a standard and like getting rid of the people who aren't holding up to that. Like, right. that's not something that I like experience yeah. and for the most part don't experience and like it was nice to experience on this right. and I'm like it's not like I didn't it's not like like what we did I don't think is hard and I don't think it took away from anything we were trying to do it didn't take time it didn't take you know it was like it was literally just like it was a just a nice level. alert to respect each other I think so I think it helped and I think that's really I, what it was I, I think it, it but it also opened I have to say and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go in a moment because <laughs> we're going on sure uh, <laughs> not you Webb, but it, it, we've we've been we it's like two hours <laughs> really yeah, <laughs> oh, hi, hi. yeah, yeah. Um, we've both been my apologies we've both been going at it but um, <clears throat> um, gosh shit what was I gonna say it's a simple thing to just come into something and say um Everybody's cool, but just like, let's respect each other, everybody, and remind everybody that, you know, we're not all the same and, um, but we are right, you know, right. And, and, um, just be cool. Yeah. Like that's kind of what you imparted, but you also imparted a thing of, you know, if, if you have questions, you can ask them. Yeah. There was, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, which is which is cool because that's how people learn. Right. You know, I, we we talk about how the whole gay marriage thing happened, right? Mm-hmm. And like, 
that happened because people have cousins, uncles, brothers, sisters, friends, accessibility whatever. Accessibility to the... They find out they're gay. And then they're like, oh, I love him. Like, people are like, no one can believe how quick it turned around. Yeah. And it's like, well, it didn't turn around that quickly. Yeah. It's been happening for 30 years or whatever. But, you know, when it hits, it hits fast because everybody in Oklahoma or wherever else... That's right. Yeah. ...go... Well, my cousin's gay, and he's a great guy. Like, yeah. I think he should be able to get married. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? exactly. Like, yeah. Right, that's... Yeah. It's so... Or it's like old people who are, like, uh, completely against marijuana, and then it becomes, a, it becomes legal. They're like, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's great, actually. Right. Like, really you, need it. Dude, there was a bunch of other stuff I was going to ask you about, mm-hmm. um, but I think we've gone long enough. <laughs> well, you want to do a quick fire? You want, to, you want to ask me a bunch of questions really quickly, and I'll give you really short Well, I don't answers. have a bunch of questions. There were okay. a few other things. Okay, I'll ask you two questions. Okay. Then. Two questions. Um, who's your favorite director? Jonathan Demme. All right. Or so Robert Rodriguez. Those, those two. Re- Rodriguez, really? Yeah. That surprises me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Jonathan um, Demme because... They're very different filmmakers. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Um, Silence of the Lambs. No, Jonathan Demme. Well, certainly as part of it, Jonathan yeah. Demme. I mean, to be fair, I had a personal relationship with him. Oh, you knew he him. He was the original producer of this movie. That's right. I forgot you told me about this. He Fuck. Was, okay, we have to talk about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, so yeah, so I wrote this movie. I, mm, I got Ezra involved. Yes. And then almost immediately after, I shared it with. Jonathan Demme. I'm good friends with uh, two of his children. and But became friends with them not long before. I Like, I've only become friends with them in the, you know, last couple of years. And we became friends. And uh, I shared the idea with him. He loved it. We were working on it together before the person who he was he was the producer of the movie wow. before and then and we were working on it and then he passed away. Um, to answer your question, the reason why he is one of my favorite directors is because he has done like I there are a lot of directors who have a like a specific thing mm-hmm. that they do. Mm-hmm. And like Robert Rodriguez is a perfect example of like somebody who like has a vibe that they hit and they know how to do it perfectly and they do it again and again. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Demme, in my opinion, is someone who understands storytelling and understands vibes in a way that is superior to most in that he has made a movie in almost every different genre mm-hmm. in every different type and done it successfully Hmm. and to me that is like that's true storytelling that's true like the ability to direct is not like I have a thing like Quentin Tarantino has a thing that he does that he does great and he does it again and again and again in different scenarios sure which is great I'm like I'm I'm not hating on that that's great that's awesome yeah Jonathan Demme did like he made Silence of the Lambs he Uh made Married to the Mob he made Caged Heat he made Rachel Getting Married. He made these movies that are all... He made Rachel Getting Married? Or, uh... Am I wrong? No, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm believing you. I was just surprised. I think you're probably right. No, I think I'm right. Yeah. you're. I mean, I'm sure you're right. 
pretty sure. I'm not sure you're right. If it's not Rachel getting married, it's uh no, it's Rachel getting married. Yeah, he made these like very, very, very. That's a different, much different film. Yeah, cut that, cut that out. If I'm wrong about that, by the way. Um, no, well, we'll look, we'll look right now. I'm, I'm, I'm DVing. <laughs> yeah. With Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway, yeah, Rosemary yeah, DeWitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, it's, yeah he yeah. did make it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, he made Manchurian Candidate. You know what I mean? Right. Like, these are movies, like, he made a fucking, he made the most intense thriller of the last 30 years. Yeah. He made this, like, cartoony mob movie that's, like, a comedy. Right. He made this intense family drama. He made a, like, big budget thriller action movie. Mm-hmm. He made all of these different movies, which mm-hmm. is, like, if I, like, I, while I, I have things that I love to do and that I feel like being able to do that, being able to like hit all of these different genres, all of these different vibe types, and like do them that's successfully. That's a dream for you. That's a dream. Okay. That's a pre- that's like cool. a proper filmmaker. Awesome. Is like, and then I love somebody like Robert Rodriguez because of just like he's got a vibe, and it's like it's super extreme. It's like art heavy sets, awesome background heavy sets, awesome fucking like these like big like wild super cartoony stuff like. Right. I love that. Okay. He loves that, and he's done that. So, like, you know. Yeah. I get it. I hear yeah. you. Wait, but there, there was something I remembered, which is you told me that Paul Thomas Anderson read the script. He read the script because of Jonathan, Jonathan asked him. Yeah. Jonathan. Did he give you notes or? Yeah. I have. So, like, and I have these things saved. I have, I have a, I have a document that's, I have two documents that are different rounds of Jonathan Demi notes and a round of notes on this script that are that's Paul Thomas Anderson because Paul and Jonathan were very very close Jonathan you know helped sure. Paul out did you ever meet Paul have you met Paul personally I did yeah yeah I met him personally and talked to him about the movie for an hour and a half before you know he invited me to a uh, to a um, a screening of um uh, Inherent Vice, more uh, recent, Infinite. Uh, the, no, so the the, the the Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah, it was a it was I know, a, I can never a live score, Philharmonic score. Oh, he invited you to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He invited oh, me to that. He read the script. We met up. God, he I wish I'd me, known you then. You could you could have brought me. <laughs> no, it was awesome. No, because he's it was super he's like cool. my favorite director. No, he's fucking amazing. PGA is amazing. He's amazing, and God. you know, and gave me help. Uh, you know. Ultimately, if I'm being completely, again, honest and transparent, Jonathan Demme's notes were more helpful and okay. are things that were Great. more prevalent and active in this script, in what the movie ended up being. His notes are the things that, like, really hit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Sure. And, um, they connected but, with your vibe more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool, but Paul's awesome and super great, and like oh, yeah. having notes from like yeah, that's you know, no, it's, it's just like cool. The fact that like I have two different like uh, you Geniuses. know Academy Award nominated slash one PTA one for best director. It's like, I don't right, think so. He's never gotten a best. He's never gotten an Oscar. I don't know. Maybe for screenwriting or something, or I maybe Boogie Nights. Maybe, maybe. yeah. But Whatever. probably not having directing for Boogie Nights. Both probably not. of those, <laughs> having Paul Thomas Anderson and Jonathan Demme give me notes on this. Script That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a joke. crazy. It's literally, it's a cartoon. I'm so glad we came to this because I totally forgot about yeah. this because you had told me about this. No, yeah, and they were great. And like I, you know, I got a chance to like talk to both of those fucking incredible great, filmmakers great about this movie. Legends, and, like, yeah, legends. Yeah, yeah, uh, super legit. That's so cool. All right. Well, on that note. 
I guess, yeah. We We're out of here. We're on that. Thank you very, very much for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming in, Amy. I really, it, really appreciate dude, it. It was so awesome. You're only here for like a week and like. Uh, I'll come back. Let's talk again. Let's, you know. Maybe we should, like, yeah. r- r- like right before the up. release or something. Yeah, definitely. I'd yeah. love to. Love It'd be to. great. We'll talk about craziness. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> You're a fantastic op, and I can't wait to uh, for people to see the the, the Thanks, cam work that you did, and just in general, you know, like your 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 communication with me and your your help to me to like find the visual language of this movie was really really important. And you know, I I, I imagine I know that's something that a DP and a director always have, but like having that with you as well, and like having this additional voice in the room was so helpful and so important and. I think you can see the work that you did, not just physically, but also conceptually, the the conversations that we had. Uh, you'll see a lot of that in the movie. And, that's fucking and awesome. see a lot of it on the screen. Thanks right so now. much to say. That's so nice of you to say. No, I mean, it's, Thank you it's so obvious. Much. And, you know, oh, I, I, I hope that, that you're as excited about uh, when you see what how we cut it all together. I hope that you're as excited about the work that you did as I am in watching what it is you did because it's it's really really cool apparent man. and prevalent and i'm just i'm greatly appreciative oh, for thanks. you and, and oh and thanks so much our ability to work together i so, was so glad to be there and i'm i'm so appreciative of you uh, of you was, and yeah it's good we killed it all right let's end the love fest all right let's go get <laughs> let's go get dinner and yeah yeah sounds good <laughs> <laughs> thanks buddy hell yeah thanks again to Eamon. i had a great time chatting with him and i hope you enjoyed it Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much to my Patreon supporters who I appreciate and help kind of cover some of the costs of this show. And also, thank you to Walter Clausen for their continued support. All right, I'll catch you guys next time.